0: My name is James Rowlands and in 2015 I started the WNR podcast with my friend Dan Mike.
1: And every month we bring you the latest collections, newest content, 205 Live and the crown jewel of the WNR NXT update.
0: Also each month the latest pay-per-views and we are live not only for the big four but every takeover as well.
1: Plus, in 2019, we go back 20 years and witness the attitude rise and the WCW's demise.
0: Until we've watched everything, we're with you and we we are the WNR. WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands and as always I'm joined by Dan White and today it's the WNR 251. We're going to look at WB Crown Jewel plus a lot more, but before we do anything, it is a very special episode today because it falls between both our birthdays, but I'm making this more about Dan because he is the real kind of cog that turns the wheel, that is the WNR podcast, so because of that,
1: Oh, I normally would get bashful, but I actually wholeheartedly agree with what I, I, I know, so, I
0: know, you know, don't let it hit you. So the alternate intro. <laughs> oh, Daniel, my brother, you are older than me. Do you still feel the pain or the scars that won't heal? Your eyes have died, but you see more than I. Because, Daniel, you're a star in the face of the sky. And, of course, that's Daniel by Elton John. And, you know, just a couple of things. Like we say, Dan, you do feel like the kind of brother I never wanted. Also, you know, you I know you still carry the scars from last year's predictions loss. So we'll move on and we're going to have a full show because last week we had our Halloween spooktacular, So now we're kind of back to normal. We've got a couple of weeks to catch up on. How have you been, Dan? How's your two weeks? Did you enjoyed yourself?
1: It has been enjoyable. Yeah, I've been busy working so it's flown by I've been trying to catch up with the results but there's so much wrestling to watch it's hard to fit it all in
0: yeah well, like so, i've been away as well in these couple of weeks uh, but we've got so much for you here today we've got of course wwe aew we're going to look at impact wrestling later on as well but let's start off with wwe and raw and october 21st 2019 we're just going to go through the quick results on that one
1: well drew mcintyre somehow managed to defeat ricochet before the match a possibly drunk rick flair announced McIntyre as the final member of his crown jewel team. McIntyre defeated Ricochet with claim more, then continued to sort him after the match.
0: Yeah, I mean, what a way to reintroduce McIntyre. Let's just hope they go all the way with him now, rather than kind of stop-start. Uh, your man, Ali B, defeated Jason Reynolds, black one ma- uh, in a quick match with the black mass kick.
1: Yes, uh, Rusev was interviewed by Jerry Lawler about the affair between Lana and Bobby Lashley. Rusev still, still wears his wedding band and hopes they end up happily ever after. Lana and Lashley interrupted from a restaurant that Rusev would never take her to and flirted. Rusev said he knew where they are and would deliver his response to them personally. Later in the episode, Rusev attacked Lashley at the restaurant and was taken away by police.
0: I mean, this is an h- awful storyline, isn't it? You know, I mean, I know uh, Paul Heyman has got is uh, behind this, but this is just really color turns me off. Uh, Andrade defeated Sin Cara with a Hamlock DDT after interference from Zelina Vega, and now Humberto Carrillo now dressed like a Mike Morphin Power Ranger watched the match from backstage.
1: So that's three matches, and three of my guys have been in. It's <laughs> quite, uh, yeah. They're trying to cat- cater to me, I suppose. But our truth was hoodwinked by the Bollywood boys backstage and lost the 24-7 championship.
0: The Royal Tag Team Champions, the Viking Raiders v. Zach Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, either pinned Hawkins after the Viking experience.
1: The Viking Raiders. Well, Rey Mysterio cut a promo thanking fans for their support and saying Kane Velasquez will give Brock Lesnar another scar at Crown Jewel. He was interrupted by Paulette Heyman on the Titantron who said that he wouldn't state those things if Lesnar was live in the building.
0: Well, Ray was interrupted by Shelton Benjamin, saying he wanted the opportunities that Brock and his buddy, Benjamin, pushed Mysterio around until Kane Velasquez made a save. Velasquez threw Benjamin around and choked him out with a rear naked choke.
1: Now, the fans were actually really behind this, but then they started turning on Kane Velasquez after he was laying in punches to Shelton Benjamin.
0: Yeah. So,
1: yeah. It,
0: it didn't look the best offense, shall we say. Uh, the jury's still out on
1: Cain. Well, Seth Rollins said that the fiend had changed him. Then challenged Humberto
0: Carrillo to a match. Yeah, and then Seth Rollins defeated Humberto Carrillo. Rollins won with after a competitive match with the stomp. Afterwards, Rollins returned to the ring to shake hands with Carrillo.
1: Our truth tried to win back his 24/7 championship, but pinned the wrong Singh brother. They saying that all <laughs> Indians look alike. Well,
0: I guess so. And then the Street Profits defeated. The OC and they just started, but was caught and thrown out by the referee when he refused to leave. Kevin only showed up and hit with a stunner. This allowed the profits to win their Royal debut with Fog bash on Carl Anderson. I should say, the Street profits were really over with the crowd. That is someone that NXT. It took a long time to work. They've gone to Royal. It just seems to click straight away.
1: Yes. Well, we go on to October twenty-eighth. That date rings a bell for yeah. some strange reason it is it
0: is oh, my birthday so raw was on uh, let's check out the raw results on my birthday and the show opened with a turn of page who introduced the women's tag team champions the kabuki warriors the warriors wouldn't let her talk and an oscar spray green mist in her it's not the worst thing Paige said in the face becky lynch then made a save by fighting off both kabuki warriors leading directly to the first
1: match well, Royal Women's Champion Becky Lynch defeated Kari Sane and Lynch won a competitive match by submission with the Disarmor.
0: So I guess Oscar and Sane are proper heels now and they're uh, getting rid of Paige. I think that's a good idea to, to get rid of Paige if she's not really doing much, you know.
1: Um, well, it is still good to have Paige in some capacity in the WWE though because, you know, she's, she's a very good character.
0: And maybe she can get like a babyface team together to try and challenge um, Oscar and Sane down the road, maybe I don't know.
1: Well, R-Truth bought a pair of glasses so he could be more focused on getting back the 24-7 championship. He was interrupted by a annoying twat called Buddy Murphy, who said that Truth may not know who he is, but after tonight, he won't forget him. Yeah,
0: and my man Buddy Murphy defeated R-Truth. The 24-7 division jogged around the ring during the match, distracting Truth. Truth went out to jog around the ring with him, but then he got back in the ring to beat the count. Murphy hit him with a knee strike to the win the match. Well, Street Profits dance around and cut a primer about how they want the smoke. And then Ricochet defeated Drew McIntyre by disqualification. Hulk Hogan, Jimmy Hart and Ric Flair at ringside. Ricochet misses a six thirty cents on and got hit with an RKO. From out of nowhere. Yeah, by Randy Orton for the DQ. After the match, Orton and McIntyre taught Hogan. What a dream tag team that is there. You've got the wealth and experience of someone like Randy Orton with the raw power of a Drew McIntyre. There's so much Orton could teach McIntyre if they wanted to go that way.
1: Wow, well, James, I know you're just saying this for the benefit of me, but I wholeheartedly <laughs> agree with you for the second time today. Well, backstage, the OC tried to intimidate Humberto Carrillo.
0: And then Royal Tag Team Champions, the Viking Raiders, defeat, oh, defeated Rizzo and Bryant, the Chicago Cubs. The jobbers wore four Chicago club baseball uniforms with hats. The Raiders won with a Viking experience. Not sure why that match took place.
1: Because they was in Chicago?
0: Yeah, but even that, it's just... The Royal Tag they don't need jobbers anymore, do they? Just go against nah. the proper tag team.
1: Well, Andrade defeated Sin Cara, and Sin Cara introduced a female mask manager, Carolina, to counter Zelina Vega. While Carolina was attacking Vega to prevent her from causing a distraction, Sin Cara got distracted himself, and Andrade rolled him up with his feet on the ropes to win.
0: Charlotte Flair and defeated the Iconics. Now he tapped out Billy Kay, the sharpshooter. Paying Royce going to help. Uh, we had a false Count Anywhere match. Universal champion Seth Rollins defeated Eric Rowan.
1: Rollins and Rowan fought around the arena. Rollins was able to win by forcing a forklift driver to lower the forklift's forks and a wooden pallet onto Rowan and then standing on it. Hasn't that already happened? We've seen that
0: so many times. Alistair Black delivered the same backstage promo. he always does?
1: I'm the one who knows. That was uh, (laughs) someone different. Uh, United States champion AJ Styles defeated Humberto Carrillo. Styles won by submission with the calf crusher. After the match, Styles pretended to shake Carrillo's hand but didn't. So Carrillo punched him, Styles and the OC then attacked Carrillo until the Street Profits made the save.
0: Well, Jerry Law hosted a divorce segment for Lana Rusev. Lana, she left Rusev because he was a sex addict who only wanted to put a baby in and her ruin a her fashion influencer career. She said Rusev cheated on her, which she heard from Bobby Lashley. Lashley showed up and he and Rusev brawled. Rusev removed his wedding ring and made Lashley swallow it. Lana saved Lashley by attacking Rusev with a kendo stick, distracting him long enough for Lashley to hit a low blow. He then hit a second low blow, and the segment ended with Lashley and Lana kissing over Rusev's body. That was the end segment of Raw. That really shouldn't be. You know, when we talk about it, that's... Why the hell is that being put there for? Uh, I don't know. I really don't
1: know.
0: I know. So, we had a couple of episodes of Raw. What are your thoughts on Raw just looking at the, the quick results?
1: There have been a few entertaining matches and storylines, but I just... Still don't think it's kind of going into what it should go into, if you know what I mean. It's like it's kind of still missing something.
0: I think without doubt, you know, Raw is very hit and miss. The talent is definitely there that we see. You know, we've got guys that we like. But with this build-up to Crown Jewel, and it's a bit of a slap in the face to head in a cell that I've kind of forgotten pay-per-view with Crown Jewel in between, even though it's not meant to be a kind of proper show anyway. Uh, but that's for all. so we'll move on to AEW because we've got a couple of weeks to catch up with that as well. So what we'll do is that we'll have a look at the two episodes of Dynamite that we had. So AEW Dynamite, it was episode four.
1: Yes, no time for introductions as we are in ring with Private Party versus Lucha Bros.
0: And of course, this is the semi-finals.
1: Yes, the Private Party upset Young Bucks while Bros beat Jurassic Express.
0: The Luchas take over from the start.
1: And of course, on commentary, as always, is good old JR,
0: Tony Schiavone and Excalibur. Well, Private Party with a few double-team moves to start.
1: Well, one thing is, the ref lets the other partner in for a long time.
0: Yeah, I mean, usually it should be like a five or ten second rule, but it, he, he, I know it's his discretion, but it does get a bit silly at times, you know.
1: Yeah, Pentagon worked on, but 450 couldn't put him down.
0: A couple of sick double foot stomps put the bros back in it.
1: That incredible move, private party on the other shoulder, drop kick into reverse, Rana.
0: Yeah, it was incredible. Bros get cocky, letting private party back in.
1: And then Cassidy flies around the ring but couldn't put Phoenix away.
0: Honestly, I honestly haven't seen some of these tag team moves, like, ever. Some of these was just like, oh, my fucking God. I, it's unbelievable.
1: Uh, we see a shooting star by Quinn and a Hurricane Rana into an RKO.
0: Yeah, which, again, is just like, what the fuck? And then Phoenix Felix runs the ropes and hit a kick. Then a pile-driver foot-stop combo finally got the job done. I'm getting more and more impressed with the, the Lucha Bros, i tell you that.
1: Yeah, it was... Uh, I- It was quite
0: a very good, entertaining match. It's brilliant. It was a tag team match. Both teams showed excellent skill. And it was just enjoyable to watch and a great way to start.
1: Yes. Well, Ward Lowe
0: is coming. Yeah, I hope he enjoys it. He's kind of like a generic big man. And then we get an update on Christopher Daniels.
1: Yeah, he's mobile but won't be back for six to eight weeks.
0: So who will meet the Lucha Bros in the final? Well, let's find out. Well, yes, you come out and obviously not with Daniels.
1: Well, last week, Scorpio Sky competed with one shoe and beat Best Friends. This time, he was fully dressed.
0: <laughs> Kazarian Kizari, alongside him looked very serious.
1: And Dark Order had a bite to get here and not sure about the group. Even a video package doesn't help. And that was just like a... Really large fella, wasn't it? And then the rest of them are crawling around and they're kind of...
0: Yeah, I'm not... I mean, they look like a shit war rages would probably be the best way to kind of sum up. But like I said, the mask and the guys, don't get me wrong, I like the husky type wrestler. But that's a bit too much, you know?
1: Absolutely, yeah. It was a slow start and it felt like it was a proper WWE match.
0: Yeah, and a horrible outfit of Eva Uno and a stupid name as well. Well, the ref gets distracted. And Kaz just can't get in. We've seen it all before. We know what the, the Hill team does.
1: Yeah, and even AEW knew this was a dub by having the inner circle arrive through the crowd going up to their box.
0: Yeah, and there was a match going on, but the crowd just was not interested in the match at that point.
1: Yeah, and uh, Kaz gets a hot tag, but crowd crowd's still not watching it.
0: He brings the heat, but not enough to save this match.
1: And it was a rare misfire by All Elite.
0: Yeah, well, we get shots of Jerko watching on, and of course, we're a little bit bubbly.
1: Yes, yeah, so we go back to the match, and a double submission spot.
0: And Sky the star again in this match. Yeah, fights off both men. And then with the help from Kaz and the SCU later, Scorpio gets the win. So SCU go through to the final to meet the Lucha Bros. That should be a very interesting match next week.
1: Yes, and Joey Janela, the bad boy known for his hardcore style, is in action.
0: Uh, June 29th at Fighterfest Fest, he lost to John Moxley and a couple of weeks ago came up short against Omega on AEW Dark.
1: Yes, and he would have a chance to put things right and get his revenge against the cleaner.
0: Yeah, well, 3-3 three three overall record. It's not been a great start for our boy Kenny.
1: No, and it is just pure wrestling to start off this.
0: Yeah, I think this was just to show Joey isn't just a hardcore guy.
1: But, good match, but, you know, I'm, I think, don't think I can speak for you as well, but I'm just not on this Kenny hype train just yet. No, nah,
0: I don't think I'm buying the fact that I, the crowd are obviously invested in him. I can tell he's a good performer, but I just, I, I just... Once it clicks with me, hopefully then we'll I'll start understanding a little bit more. Well yeah, can he finish things after a nice exchange
1: with the one winged angel.
0: Yeah. Well Cody's out next with the huge fireworks and fire. I mean, we talk about Triple H having grand entrances. Cody gets banged for his buck every week on AEW.
1: Absolutely, yeah, Tony interviews Cody but gets interrupted disrupted by blowhorns used by the inner circle.
0: Yeah, the champion grabs the mic and just boos into it. But Cody says something he's like unlike that other promotion, there are no
1: invisible walls and I can easily climb yeah. out of this ring. Well Jerker calls him a coward and
0: then a little bitch. Not a little bitch. Yeah. Uh well Cody stops because he knows it is four Well, until Dustin and MJF arrive.
1: But it's still four on three. Bang DDP is here.
0: And he looks in great shape.
1: And they all storm up to the box.
0: And Jericho locks himself in the box, but Cody smashes the window. Doesn't
1: he get um, that scarf right around his hand and punches yeah, through the MJF window? Yeah, MJF Scar,
0: which Jericho mocked earlier as well.
1: Uh, yeah, well, Jericho locks himself in the box, but Cody smashes... Oh, he's done that bit. And <laughs> then it is on. There's
0: on. They all brawl up until security break it up.
1: And the next match is Young Bucks versus Best Friends. But
0: Orange Cassidy is here.
1: Well, freshly squeezed, gets pushed, but responds with some vicious super kicks. I
0: have never seen super kicks that tough in this business, but he eats a double by the Bucks.
1: Well, it's good that these two... These are the two losers from the tag team tournament,
0: Yeah, so one team's got a chance to kind of respond from that and kind of bring back. It, it makes sense that they're competing. More of a showcase for Matt and Nick at the start, but a hug turned the tide.
1: Yes, Taylor and Baretta took control. And the
0: crowd was a little bit quiet.
1: Well, good action in this one, but it wasn't anything special.
0: Yeah, shout out to Trent Barretta, though, who must have wrestled about 80% of this match.
1: At least 85 to 90% of the match. Then Chuck got the tag in and went for the tag uh, for the hug.
0: Yeah, and hands in pockets. Orange Cassidy dived off the top onto the Young Bucks. It was a sight to be seen.
1: Yes, and then the super kick party turns the tide.
0: And then the 450 and Moonsault by the Bucks for the win.
1: And then on to our next match is Britt Breaker taking on Jamie Hoyter. Hater. Baker is from Pittsburgh and a hometown crowd is definitely behind her.
0: Well, Hayter is B Priestley's partner in stardom. Given the story on going on between Baker and Priestley, we could see some outside interference.
1: Well, Hayter hits a dreaded wet willy on Britt Baker. At least her ears will be clean. And one thing, AEW is smart about the fact that Britt Baker is over in Pittsburgh.
0: And unlike the other women's matches, the crowd haven't off for the match much, if at all.
1: Well, Breaker picks up the win with the lock jaw, finger in the mouth and ear... And there were some violations in this match for sure.
0: <laughs> well, John Moxley versus Pack is up next. Pack didn't want, wait for his instruction. He hit Moxley in the back of the head with a chair and took him out before the match even started.
1: Yeah, then uh, Pack has been in control for the majority of this match.
0: But Moxley hits a DDT on the apron and finally gets some momentum.
1: Pack hits a 450 on the floor. Ouch. And then the two men go back and forth and then the time limit runs out.
0: Well, time limit draw, Moxley drills the referee. The crowd didn't love that at
1: all. However, the ref bump gets them back to positive And that's it. Show is over.
0: Well, the main event was good and it left me wanting more. I mean, Pac looked great. I mean, for me, Moxley still needs to maybe do a little bit more. But if you're going to have a time limit... I don't mind that because at least you've got kind of uh, a rush towards the end then as well. And you've got a kind of reasoning and how to go. And obviously not going to do it all the time, but it just kind of sets sail. Another great episode of uh, Dynamite. And we move on to episode five. Yeah, that was on
1: October the 30th. And the show opens with Tony Schiavone standing in front of a plane talking about tonight's contract signing.
0: Well, Dustin Rhodes gets out first followed by Cody.
1: Well, they embrace and Dustin goes his own way as Tony and Cody walk off together talking about the match.
0: You get a video package covering the events leading up to the full gears matches between John Moxley and Kenny Mega, and pack and hangman page follows, including a nice long segment where Moxley can't behind closed doors about his match being unsanctioned and not counting towards win loss records. Well, commentary hypes
1: up tonight's uh, events hangman page versus Sammy Guevara.
0: Yeah, and it's a great match between these two men.
1: Well, Page ducks a back fist but eats a knee, rolling elbow, charging, back body drop to the apron, gets him in position, buckshot Page wins.
0: Yeah, post-match, Page gets on the mic and says, things haven't been going real good for him lately, but tonight he feels good and at full gear he's going to do shit and take Pac's head off. And so we go
1: to a break.
0: And then we're back from commercial.
1: And we've got Hick. Hikaru Shida versus Shanna.
0: Well, off the rope, Shanna counts as a kick. Schoolboy Pin gets a near fall. Dragon suplex reversed. Reversed again. Victory roll pin. Shida Bailey kicks out. Uh. And then Shanna off the rope. Shida ducks a lariat. Running Lee Strike. Falcon Arrow. No. Off the ropes.
1: And Hikaru Shida wins Pinfall with a sliding knee. Yeah,
0: so not a bad match then. We get a weird Brandy Rose video package in which she puts on a tiny hat and has some magic mascara that makes her eyes glow. And she cuts a lock of blonde hair. With a cleaver and also awesome congies there.
1: Very, very weird. Well, the Rock and Roll Express are introduced to talk up the history of the building. Santana and Ortiz blindside Ricky and Robert. They beat Ricky Morton down because, of course, they do. They hit him in the midsection with a sock for quarters. They powerbomb a 63-year-old Ricky Morton through the stage... The Young Bucks make the save and we go to the break.
0: Well, back from commercial and the Beaver boys are chilling in the ring for some reason, cut to Cody Rose and Tony Schiavone.
1: Well, Tony tells him a story about meeting Dusty Rolls, baby, butt naked and learning the star always comes out last. And Cody talks about how his mum is here tonight and he can't stop thinking about how many times she saw his dad work.
0: Well, back to the ring, Rick and Moore introduce best friends in Orange Cassidy who are dressed like them. Well, Beaver Boys, Alex Reynolds
1: and John Silver and QT Marshall versus Best Friends, Chuck Taylor, Trent and Orange Cassidy.
0: Well, jumping knee from Silver, blind tag. Trent hits a big knee of his own. Soul food, half and half combo on Reynolds. Orange Cassidy slides in the ring opposite Marshall and lays in short shin kicks. Roll under lariat, no hands drop kick. Referee Bryce Remsberg puts his glasses back on him. Off the
1: ropes, no hands suicide dive. Best Friends have Silver. Best Friends and Orange Cassidy win by pinfall with a strong zero from Best Friends on John Silver. You
0: wish it was Best Friends. Uh, back from commercial, Chris Jericho makes his an entrance and takes his seat for the contract signing. Cody Rhodes is shown pulling up in his limousine and takes his spot. Well, Tony Schiavone introduces
1: them and puts the contract in front of Cody. He signs and the contract is passed to Jericho, who fakes out a confrontation before saying the match is too important to flip a t- or powerbomb Rhodes over. It is the biggest match in AEW history, the biggest pro wrestling match this year and the biggest match of Cody's career because if he wins he'll be what he's always wanted, a world champion.
0: But if he loses it might prove to Cody and all these millennial jackasses here tonight that he's not as good as he thinks he is. So he's not going to sign a contract and show Cody what it's like to be a loser. They get up and square up and Chris puts over how serious they're treating this and offers Rhodes a hand. Cody shakes but refuses to let go and pulls him close.
1: Rhodes says something we can't quite hear and Y2J takes his glasses off before saying he can be there all night but he might be needed elsewhere. The screen behind and comes to life with Sammy Guevara before panning to Jake Hager beating Dustin Rose down and slamming him into a car.
0: Yeah, we see a knee to the gentleman's area and Jake slams Dustin's arm into the back door. Cody and MGF make the save.
1: Well, Chris Jericho smokes a cigar and jokes about how they take Dustin to hospital before bidding everyone a happy Halloween and driving off to send us to break.
0: Oh, back from commercial, it's time for the entrances.
1: We get a video package centred around... Kenny Omega.
0: And then it's Kip Sabian and the hybrid too. Angelico and J- Jack Evans versus the elite. Kenny Omega, Matt and Nick Jackson.
1: Yes, and the heels start with a beat down at the bell.
0: And Sabian mocking the Terminator like dive off the ropes. And we get a Topo Congreo caught and countered into a power to the apron. Evans spring balls into a super kick party. Well, Kenny off the ropes. V-trigger electric chair. And then the elite win by pinfall with a one-winged angel from Kenny Omega on Jack Evans.
1: Well, the Bucks are confronted by Ortiz and Santana, who are masked and in the front row. They pull Matt and Nick in for a beat down and run off before Kenny Omega can make the save. And that sends us to a break.
0: And back from commercial, the librarians make their entrance.
1: The librarians. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, Peter Avalon shushes the crowd and says it's Halloween time. And that means it's appropriate for us hideous monsters to look the way we do. He and Leather Bates were at the university library today. They discovered that the place is rotten. John Moxley comes through the crowd to save us all paradigm shift
0: yeah he gets on the mic and he says the match that everybody wants to see at full gear Kenny Omega versus John Moxley is now an unsanctioned match that means no time limits no count outs no disqualifications that's all well and good but when they tell him that officially this match doesn't count and it'll be stricken for the record book technically it will never have happened
1: so in other words when Mox beats your boy we're going to pretend like it never happened he knows what's happening AEW want to treat him like a freak and an outsider, and keep him in his little box. He's been dealing with this his whole life, these suits, these yes-men puppets, telling him he's a different kind of cat. Like he does, he's being insulted.
0: Well, he ain't stupid, and this is how it's going to be, AEW can take the win-loss record and shove it up their ass because the fact is, he's the baddest, sickest son of a bitch in this game, and there ain't a soul in AEW that can prove him wrong. They want unsanctioned? Well, he's unsanctionable. You think he's out of control? You ain't seen nothing yet. Be careful what you wish for, because at full gear, he's going to beat Kenny Amiga within an inch of his
1: life. Beautiful wrestling violence like this hasn't been seen in this country for decades. A message for the ex-executives that don't want to sanction him. The same thing he'd tell anybody he doesn't like that he can... He's got a message for the executives that don't want to sanction him. The same thing he'd tell anybody that doesn't like the way he marches to his own drum. Kiss his ass and say the hell out of his way, and so we go to a break.
0: Wow, and that is a John Moxley we have all been waiting to see for a very long time. Uh, That was brilliant stuff, brilliant promo by him, wasn't it, Dan? I know you were a fan of Ambrose in WWE. You've not really seen Moxley at his best yet, but that was him bringing it there tonight, wasn't it?
1: Absolutely, yeah. You know, he's good on the mic. I don't, still don't really think that they should be constantly taking pop shots at WWE. I mean, you know, it is getting a bit sad and pathetic now. It's kind of like, really? Is that all you're concentrating on?
0: Well, it's weird because CM Punk did say that uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was that AEW need to concentrate on themselves rather than bashing WWE. And we have seen it quite a few times. But I think it's very enjoyable, the kind of action that we're seeing. The tag team tournament has been a pleasure to watch these past couple of weeks. And the final of that we will watch next week when we have uh NXT update. And of course that will be SCU versus the Lucha Bros, a match we're really looking forward to as well. Uh, but I think Dynamite has been really, really good. And, and I, I will say, I think it has been the best wrestling program this past month. And I, I'm going to go out. And I, I don't think it's much of a limb leg. I think AEW has really brought it and uh, I'm, build up to full gear has been great as well and speaking of full gear there will be a winner when chris jericho puts the AEW world championship on the line against cody at full gear on november 9th
1: yes said that a three judge panel will be counted upon should jericho and cody fail to have a fall within the 60 minute time limit in the event the time limit expires the judges will vote for who they believe won the match and the results will determine the champion well
0: the stipulation So, throw back to the old NWA, at the first Clash of Champions in 1988, Ric Flair and Sting went 45 minutes without a fall. From there, the NWA went to its ringside voting panel, which ruled it as a draw.
1: So, the match went to a draw, and then they ruled it as a draw. Yeah,
0: so hopefully the judges won't do that this time round. Well, there's
1: three judges, so, you know, hopefully one of them won't be indecisive. Well, we go on to arrivals, and at Southside Wrestling event in Stevenage, England this weekend, Cody Rhodes announced that he had captured the signature of Anthony Agogo, a former professional boxer and Olympic bronze medalist.
0: The 30-year-old picked up that medal in the London 2012 event, and he was undefeated as professional until his 12th fight, where he picked up an eye injury, and lost to Craig Cunningham in 2016. After multiple surgeries, Agogo was forced to retire in March this year, and he missed his side to... Per- to try out pro wrestling, saying, "I think for me it would tick so many boxes." I've been a massive fan for my entire life. I'm physically in the prime of my life.
1: Right. So he's been a massive fan of it. What AEW? <laughs>
0: yeah, I guess wrestling. But
1: well, Gogo had to retire from boxing. Oh, uh, go. Go had to retire from boxing due to an eye injury he suffered in his final fight in twim.
0: Yeah, he said, "I want to utilise all the years of hard work, all the time in the gym. I'm very fit, very athletic, and I think I'm going to watch this space."
1: Well, that was in July, so it's only taken a few more months for his dreams to be realised.
0: Well, a go-go had an encounter with AEW star MJF at the Southside event, which he laid him out with a punch and told him he'd see him on Wednesdays.
1: It's unlikely we'll see a go-go for a while, as Cody Rhodes has labelled him a developmental project. So the likes of Dean Malenko and AW senior figures will be likely doing a lot of
0: networking. Yes, Some combat sport athletes take wrestling like a fish does to water. to take the likes of Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle, for example. So it would be interesting to see uh, Gogo copes with the rigours and demands of the business and that was boxing we move on to MRA quickly because at Bellator and that was on Sky Sports at 2am uh, it was Jake Hager's third fight and that happened last weekend
1: yes he went against Anthony Garrett and ended in a no contest after a low blow by Hager so he's kind of you can take the man out of wrestling, but you can't take the wrestling out of the man. Yeah,
0: I mean, he'd already hit him in a low blow in the fight, uh, and, and then he just did it again, and the referee was like, oh, come on, man. But he was lucky that uh, he didn't rule against him, and it was a no contest. But the thing is, his problem now, now he's wrestling, he's got to try and keep the kind of gimmick alive. If he'd have been beaten, knocked out, then how's that going to look as a, someone's tough kind of bodyguard? You know, it's not going to make any sense. Anyway, that is AEW. We'll move on to SmackDown.
1: Yes, October 25th, WWE Friday Night SmackDown. Ms. TV started the show with Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan and the SmackDown members of the Crown Jewel teams and Jimmy Hart in the ring. Hogan said that the two teams should have a six-man tag match, but Sammy refused. Then Hogan made it the main event instead because apparently it's up to him. Sammy said he can't wrestle because he recently tweaked his neck, but Cesaro will be wrestling in his place. When Cesaro came out, it turned into a brawl.
0: First match, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler defeated a new day. Ziggler hit a side, fold and press on Big E for the win. After the match, Revival ran in and attacked a new day. But Heavy Machinery made the save. Lucha House Party was backstage watching the whole thing on TV.
1: Well, coming back from the commercial, Michael Cohen, Corey Graves talked about the possibility of Tyson Fury being injured but Graves insisted that Fury will be at Crown Jewel.
0: Lacey Evans defeated Cameron Connors. Lacey Evans initially refused to fight her local opponent Connor, a nasty thing. She almost let herself get counted out, walking away from the ring as soon as the bell rang, but then ran right back in and hit the woman's right for the pin.
1: Nikki Cross talked from backstage to Michael Cole about how she's excited to face Bailey for the Women's Championship. She also acknowledged that her opponent tonight, Mandy Rose, is beautiful but pointed out that sh- this isn't a beauty pageant. It's Friday Night Smackdown.
0: We get a recap of Seth burning down a Firefly Funhouse, b- preceded by the new segment, which was Bray Wyatt proceeding over Rambling Rabbit's funeral. Then Bray kissed the rabbit's gory corpse and magically brought him back to life. Good as new. Mercy the Buzzard immediately killed Rambling Rabbit again.
1: Oh my God, they killed Rambling. Well, Drew Gulak attempted to continue his PowerPoint presentation about Braun Strowman and Tyson Fury before his match against Kalisto. But Kalisto drop-kicked him.
0: Match three. Kalisto with Grand Metallic and... Lince Dorado! Defeated Drew Gulak. Braun Strowman came out and scared Gulak, giving Kalisto an opportunity to hit the Salida little soul and get the pin. Then Braun beat up Gulak and cut a promo on Tyson Fury. Michael Cole interviewed Daniel Bryan
1: in the ring, asking him if the yes movement is back. Before he could answer, Shinzuki fucking Nakamura and Sami Zayn came out Sammy played a video of Brian a few months ago saying that the yes movement is dead. Sammy said the new Daniel Bryan is actually the real Daniel Bryan and everything he said was true. Brian then refused to shake Sammy's hand
0: but left without saying. Oh, and that was quite a good uh, moment there. Will Brian, you know, find his true self again? Anyway, Nicky Cross defeated Mandy Rose with Sonya Deville. Nicky got the pin with a fisherman neckbreaker. Bailey and Sasha Banks on commentary for the match and Bailey and Nicky had a stare down afterwards. Kane, Kane Kane
1: Kane Velasquez and Rey Mysterio came out to the ring together. Ray talked about when Brock Lesnar attacked him and Dominic. He said the strength Dominic showed left Ray with no doubt Is a Mysterio.
0: Sorry, Eddie. Mm, that's a shame. He added that the next Thursday, Brock will pay for what he did thanks to Kane, who will leave him a scar on the other side of his face. He called for Brock Lesnar to come out, but instead Lesnar and Paul Heyman appeared on a titan from somewhere backstage. Heyman did his usual bluster, teasing the question about what Lesnar has been doing and to who, which led to Lesnar revealing here beaten and bruised Dominic. Rain Kane ran towards the back.
1: Well, coming back from commercial, Kane and Renick in a medical room but Brock Lesnar ran in and attacked Kane with a trash can. Then he threw Ray into the wall, f 5 Kane onto Dominic, knocking them both to the floor.
0: Well, after the commercial, Kane Velasquez angrily yelled into a camera in Spanish about Brock Lesnar.
1: Well, match five, and it was Roman Reigns, Shorty G and Ali with Hulk Hogan and Jimmy Hart. They defeated King Corbin, Shinzuki fucking Nakamura and Cesaro with Ric Flair and Sami Zayn. Roman Reigns hit the Superman punch and then the spear on Cesaro, then tagged in Ali, who looked very shocked when he received that tag, and hit him with a 450 splash. See how shocked Ali looked when he received the tag. I, I don't think he was expecting it one bit.
0: Not at all. Uh, but what did you think of SmackDown?
1: There were some entertaining moments in it. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing what Brock Lesnar and uh, Velasquez can actually deliver at Crown Jewel.
0: Yeah, well, speaking of Crown Jewel, let's move on to, of course, uh, we do a Prediction League. Dan, do you want to explain everybody what the Prediction League is?
1: Yes, well, we have three Prediction Leagues. We have a WWE Pay-Per-View Prediction League. We have an NXT Pay-Per-View Prediction League. And we have uh, a Bonus Prediction League, which all the points get added up into. And then it goes towards our point total at the end of the year.
0: NXT we are level 4-4, four, four. bonus points are on 28-23 up, and for pay-per-use it is 9-5, and that was after Head in the Cell. So how did we do for Crown Jewel? Well, a 20-man battle royal kicked off the show's festivities with a winner receiving and the opportunity to challenge AJ Styles for the United States Championship on the Crown Jewel main card. The competitors included Sunil, Se- Sunil Singh, Mojo Rawley Eric Rowan R-Truth Sin Cara, Brian Kendrick Titus O'Neill Tony Neese, Akira Zara, Shelton Benz Buddy Murphy Andrade Drake Maverick Eric Young Luke Harper Cedric Alexander Keith Slater Umberto Carrillo And No Way Jose And what a huge talent was there. Dan, who did you go for in that one? I went
1: for the 3'11 boy Andrade Cien Almas. And you, James?
0: I mean, I have predictions. Uh, I went for... Of course I went for my man Buddy Murphy.
1: Uh, Well, the final four competitors were Harper, Rowan, Carrillo and Alexander, so um, none of our picks. The former Cruiserweight champion was first to be eliminated, leaving uh, the outmatched Carrillo by his lonesome against the big men. On the floor, Truth rolled up Singer won a 24-7 championship. Back inside, the former Bludgeon Brothers continued to punish Carrillo. Rowan eliminated Harper, though, and the Carrillo tossed him out to win the match and the title opportunity.
0: Well, up next, it's a WWE Championship match, and we're going to watch it right now. It's how uh, the main show, Crown Jewel, kicked off. Dan, I went for, in this one, Cain Velasquez, because I thought to myself, how the hell, I mean, of course he's going uh, to get the victory, isn't he? I mean, that's the obvious one. Who did you go for, Dan?
1: Um well it wasn't obvious to me, so I went for Brock
0: Lesnar. So Brock Lesnar, Kane Velasquez, we've both gone different. Let's see how it ends up.
1: So So James, is this uh something that you're looking forward to? Kane Velasquez versus Brock Lesnar? I know they're gonna be kind of like a UFC fight, but will there be any wrestling whatsoever?
0: I I, I don't know how they're gonna play this one. It's gonna be interesting to see. Like I said, they've they've brought Kane Velasquez up as a legitimate threat to Brock Lesnar. The question is, uh, will he be that here tonight? Uh, how they wrestle, when what Kane Velasquez has been doing in AAA is, is the hurricane and stuff, and I just don't see Brock Lesnar taking any of that here tonight. Well, it's good that the network's finally decided to uh, start working after a while, but let's uh, so hope we don't get too many breaks. We're back in Saudi Arabia for crown jewel uh kind of disasters I for for wrestling events these past uh couple of years what are your thoughts on the Saudi Arabia shows
1: um they've been a bit hit and miss I think you know they've not been the greatest there's been far too much controversy but I suppose where they've got like a what a 10-year contract mm. sort of, you just have to kind of push for and weather the storm
0: exactly I mean you got 100 million for this event so um it won't be too bad for them, and uh, Lesnar gets a, a good reaction.
1: And Kane Velasquez gets a WWE Championship match in his first ever mm, WWE match.
0: Yeah. yeah, I hate it, and even his looking at it. Don't get me wrong, I'm a fan of UFC. I, I watch it, but even that is not enough. I mean, the, the victory they're talking about with Velasquez happened nine years ago now, so it's kind of ancient history. And I don't understand why it's coming out to Mysterio's entrance as he well.
1: not. Mysterio's coming out first.
0: What, Mysterio? What Velasquez come out of it? He comes
1: out to his own.
0: And of course, he's been so closely associated with Mysterio. Because
1: they're both Mexican?
0: Yeah, Mexican rules, I suppose.
1: So I don't know about you, but I can't help but think this is kind of building up to a Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio title match in the very near future.
0: Well, I, I would have completely disagree I would have thought Mysterio would have been um, cannon fodder to build up Cain Velasquez, but it's obviously that's the kind of way... They're going now, do you know what I mean? You know, with the the kind of Mysterio being the one there standing tall. And with Velasquez, just so generic. I mean, he's signed a multi year deal and they're just not going to use him right. And he's coming out and trying to try, bless him. A little bit baby oil. <laughs> and maybe it's a case of, you know, Hogan, let's not forget, signed Ultimate Warrior to WSW to get his victory back, right? Because that was the only man he'd beaten. And that is fact. So, a Warrior signed a a, a deal that cost loads of money to W just because Hogan wanted that. That was 20 years ago. Do you think Lesnar's got the pull and saying, look, look, let's have Velazquez here so I can get a victory back. Even if it's only in WWE, it's still a victory over Velazquez. Well, you know? I
1: believe that but you've kind of gone differently. Do you think Velazquez is going to win to get the championship or do you think he's going to win via DQ? Well,
0: prediction wise, Velazquez, I went because I thought he'd win DQ. I thought they were building around Velasquez. Uh, to, to to do something, you know. Maybe. So you
1: so you wanted to go
0: basically for a Brock Lesnar retained. Well, I thought Velasquez maybe have the job done. Heyman would even do something toward him. Mysterio gets involved, disqualification, and then you can build up because to, it's too early. You know, they get wrong. Both men have got loads of career accomplished.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Um, NCAA Division One all-time American wrestler, most knockout victories in UFC history, uh, UFC heavyweight history. And uh, Cain Velasquez defeated Brock Lesnar to win the UFC Heavyweight Championship.
0: I like the fact, this is Lesnar beat the untaker's undefeated streak as well. So that's uh, bringing a bit to it. And Velasquez, I mean, what do you think of him, Dan? What do you think of his look? and everything? Like um,
1: this? I would never have had him down as a UFC fighter. He looks like, um, I don't know. He's got a slight look of a wrestler.
0: He looks like Mysterio's uncle. Yeah. And I wouldn't have thought this had brought over any UFC fans' duel. Because everybody really just gone wrestling No, No, that's not that's fake. Yeah, as you know,
1: same as with boxing and fury. Yeah,
0: and and I feel well, maybe with that it might be a little bit more pageantry to it. But I think with this, if you're thinking it's going to be like a kind of real fight, or whatever it is, I don't think that really works.
1: Well, Paul Heyman takes the mic off the announcer and uh, announces his man, the Beast incarnate, Brock Lesnar.
0: So why have you got Lesnar fall down on this one?
1: Um, well, basically, you now I think he's uh, he's. Got Kane in just to get his victory back. You know, it's uh, something to help push Brock Lesnar over again.
0: There oh, we go. The bell's going to ring.
1: They're both in their UFC gear. Oh, both with their UFC mitts on. So we are going to see some punches and some kicks, do you reckon? Well, both men not giving
0: anything in the early going.
1: Oh, Velasquez with a kick to the inside of the thigh to Brock Lesnar. Punch
0: and a kick as well. well Lesnar going to go for the first takedown. Puts wow. Velasquez back in the corner though.
1: Kane trying to fight out, but Lesnar's... Got the knees to the midsection.
0: And there's a clean break there off the uh corner. Both men still not really made the mark on the other one yet. Velasquez
1: Came with another left-right combination, but Lesnar ties him up and backs him into the corner again. But Velasquez has got it turned round. Knees to the midsection, but Lesnar again turning it round. Came Velasquez back in the corner. I don't think the referee's brave enough to get in and give him a rope break. But Velasquez with a punch and a kick to the head, knocks Lesnar down. Now Velasquez now trying to mount him, trying to get the big rights and lefts off. Well, Lesnar catches him, got the Kimura lock locked in. velasquez got nowhere to go at the moment.
0: and Velasquez taps out. And <laughs> just like that. <laughs> just like that. What a waste of Velasquez. I mean, even if I was a fan of him, I would be upset. But even with that, it just makes you think, what the fuck, and Lesnar's still going to hold on. Well, right, Mysterio's got a still chair in his hand, because the other one's in a sling.
1: I didn't think it was going to go down like this, but Mysterio does get involved with a chair. That's just pissed Brock Lesnar off, though. He grabs hold of Mysterio like a ragdoll. Throws him to the outside. And now Brock's got the chair. Velasquez is prone in the ring.
0: Now Lesnar with five or six chair shots.
1: At least seven or eight. To the back of Velasquez. It's cane up on his shoulders. F5 onto the steel chair. Mysterio with another chair. Cracked to the back of Lesnar. <laughs> now both men are dueling. Lesnar trying to fight out. But Mysterio getting the better of Lesnar. chair shot to the heads. Goes to
0: the hip, and now across the shoulders. Well, this is payback not just for Velasquez, but for his son, Dolomit, and Mysterio chases Lesnar off. (laughs) It would have thought, hey, Velasquez sacrificed for Mysterio. Dan, you get the point. What are your thoughts on the match?
1: Awful. It was pointless. What? (laughs) No point bringing Velasquez in just for that. For an (laughs) 88-second match.
0: I know. Um, do you think Velasquez goes away and then comes back and challenges Lesnar again?
1: Absolutely not.
0: I don't know. It's interesting to think what's going to happen. Uh, I'm still not sure. What a what a weird match that was. Absolutely, yes.
1: But we move uh, swiftly on. Yeah. And it is on to the tag team turmoil to determine the best tag team in the world. Before we get on to it, um, prediction-wise, James?
0: Prediction-wise, I've gone for a new
1: day, Dan. Who are you gone for? I've gone for Shane McMahon. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Because he wasn't in the Best in the World tournament last year, and he won it. So, Shane... No, I haven't. I have gone for... Let me... I have gone for...
0: The War Viking Raiders experience. All right, so let's see what happens. Well, the tag team tournament match to certainly the best tag team in the world kicked off with former Raw tag team champions Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode battling luch house parties...
2: Linsterado
0: and Grand Metallic. Well,
1: that leads the Lucha House party to be eliminated. Former raw tag team champions Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins entered next. A brief energetic burst by the baby faces was negated by a zigzag from Ziggler that sent them right back to the locker room. Ryder and Hawkins eliminated.
0: Heavy Machinery was out next with Tucker and Otis looking to knock off the hills. Otis finally received a tag and the big man fired up, uploading on the opposition and absorbing every blow from Rude. He tossed the former NXT champion across the ring and sandwiched both hills in the corner. Before he could execute the caterpillar, Ziggler pulled Rude to the floor. The shouts were roared. Tucker bowling him over at
1: ringside. Well, back inside, Heavy Machinery delivered the compactor to score the win. That means Ziggler and Roode was eliminated. James's team, the New Day, entered next to a thunderous ovation, complete with Pyro. Formula WWE champion Kofi Kingston withstood the power-based offences of heavy... ...to make the hot tag to Big E, who immediately fell prey to that same punishing offence. All well,
0: Kingston and Big E recovered and put heavy machinery away with a midnight hour full the win. Heavy machinery were eliminated.
1: Well, the B-teams Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas were next to enter the fray and enjoy some early success... New Day recovered, though, as Kingston wiped Alice out on the floor. Big E finished Axel
0: with a big ending for the win. B-team eliminated. Well, Smackdown taking Team jump the Revival, hit the ring, and suddenly the Gauntlet-style match became a preview of the title bout on Friday's Fox broadcast.
1: An assisted vertical suplex by the Hills provided their, proved their downfall as Big E cut off Wilder, allowing Kingston to shift his momentum and score the win off...
0: A small package roll-up. Well, after the match, the rival beat the rivals down and dropped Kingston with a shatter machine. But the rival are eliminated. Up next was the OCs, Luke Gallows and
1: Carl Anderson arriving and set up Kingston for the Magic Killer. The former WWE champion escaped. A big, a big kick to Big E took him off the apron. The Hills put Kingston down for the count. James's team, <sighs> New Day eliminated.
0: Well, the final team to run the match was the Royal Tag Team Champions dance team, the Viking Raiders.
1: I'm feeling confident now, baby. With Anderson down, Eric body slammed Ivor onto him. A distraction by Gallows allowed Anson to end, send Eric into the corner. An assisted neck breaker, and the heels a count of two. Two. Moments later, the OC went back to the injured knee of Eric, fishing off with a magic killer for the pinfall victory.
2: So,
0: uh, Anson and Gallows defeated Dan Steele, The Viking Raiders become the best tag team in the world. It means neither of us get a point.
1: At least the Viking Raiders are the second best tag yeah, team Yeah, the, yeah the penultimate
0: best tag team. Yeah. Uh, up next is Mansour versus Cesaro. Dan, who have you gone for? Um, Obviously, I've gone for Mansour. Yeah, me too, Mansour. Uh, Rahali's own Mansoor win the largest back role in WWE's history at Super Showdown in June battle Cesaro in the biggest match of his young
1: career Mansoor delivered a big moonsault and secured the win
0: but Cesaro is a freak miracle worker give him a world title now and let him steal every show he's in ever because he took a rookie with a very little significant ring tied to his name helped him achieve a brilliantly structured match here and put him over as the underdog hometown hero he was
1: absolutely so basically Cesaro's living up to the hype that we've delivered to him yeah years ago so
0: yeah catch up and we wrestling world both get a point and it is 2-1 at the moment Hedgen and, and I tell you the saying Tyson Fury's entrance was actually spectacular I mean the out of fireworks and everything at coming out in the Saudi Arabia kind of robes why is he dressed as a basketball player for his actual match I'm not sure but he's come out and it's, it's been an entrance so up next it's that I have gone for Tyson Fury in this match Dan who have you gone for
1: I have gone too for Floyd Mayweather to beat the Big Show. Oh, sorry. No, I've gone for Tyson Fury to beat Braun Strowman. So the undefeated linear heavyweight boxing champion, the Gypsy King, Tyson Fury. So do you reckon this is going to be a one-and-done thing for the Gypsy King in WWE, James?
0: I don't know. It depends how well he does. You know, we've seen Velasquez not working out earlier. And with a boxing with straight-up match, you don't usually see that kind of thing. So it's going to be interesting... See how Fury gets on. And he says, if he goes to boxing and gets knocked out, then, you know, where's his head been at recently?
1: Well, according to my sources, Tyson Fury has actually been working well in the performance centre for WWE.
0: But, you know, his main focus should be boxing, like everybody else is saying. He's got a Christmas single with Robbie Williams coming out. So, you know, he's got a reality show in the works. He's been doing all the media for WWE. So, you've got to wonder... Where he is in that way, if you want a Fury Wilder match. As for Braun Strowman, it was exciting around going SmackDown, kind of bringing it around. I see the Gypsy King here. I mean, he's a kind of, he's a figure that's changed in the public light, especially in the UK. Very disliked and then kind of turned a corner.
1: Well, yeah, he turned it around. I think, you know, when he came back from uh, he's battling, a few mental health issues, yeah. kind of turned himself around. He went from being overweight to being felt in a matter of minutes. Um and came back and got himself a victory. So you know, I think he's he's a likable character, even though he can be a dick. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think that's fair to say. And Strowman, and again involved in a high-profile match in Saudi Arabia. Doesn't look like he's going to come off with a victory.
1: Um, uh, no, you know, again with Strowman, he's uh, I don't think he's done too much since he won the Greatest Royal Rumble. To be no. honest. <laughs>
0: Fury there with a nip up.
1: Uh, shoulder tackle takes Strowman down, but eats a big boot. There's nowhere near his head, but we, we'll overlook that one. This
0: feels like they're still going through every single spot they practice early in the day.
1: Well, this is kind of like your your basic wrestling. Like mm. you know, You're not going to see anything out of the ordinary. But
0: Strowman's kind of got the better of Fury now. Going down, a kick to the chest. Strowman is, is borderline sunburn. He's got to be careful.
1: Well, that's his uh, Texas town there, James. Punches and headbutts in the corner, though. Fury back up to his feet.
0: Real has got a really uh, big job in this one <laughs> as well to try and to keep telling Fury the story of the match.
1: Oh, Strowman comes charging in. Fury moves out of the way, and Strowman hits nothing but the ring post. <clears throat> Side. He's going to do his one-round thing.
0: And Fury with a kick to Strowman's head. I suppose Tyson Fury not used to using his feet. Yeah, he's a bit surprised he's not used his hands as much. And, oh, Strowman catches him, sends him back first. And a right-hand knockout blow. Michael Cole's got a lot better at his job, you know, especially letting the people know when a move's actually meant to be something, you know.
1: Yeah, well, Fury uh, get back to his feet. Strowman running laps around the ring. going to come charging in, but tight. With a kick, drops Strowman down, using his momentum against him. And Fury's getting himself fired up. I think Fury has actually got what it takes to be a WWE wrestler. You know, he's certainly got
0: the talk. Yeah. Um. Obviously, his in-ring action could be worked on. Well, when you think he's the only formal training he's had is the past six months, it's you know, give him a year at the performance center, especially you know, kind of getting into the shape as well. Like you said, the promos are already there. He's only 31, so yeah. It's, you know, if he doesn't want to, if he does want to do this, plus he can be a special attraction as well. As he goes for a right hand and Strowman dodges it. Catches him up. Turns this into a proper wrestling match now but Fury with a
1: backslide pushes Strowman against the ropes. Drop toe hold. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to see a 6
0: one Nope. Strowman back to his feet. Big boot from Fury. Fury first cover the match. <laughs> and I never thought I'd see the day uh, Tyson times, would would go for a cover in a WWE ring and arguing with the ref <laughs> because it's only a two count, dude, yeah. <laughs> he certainly has got what it, be,
1: what it takes. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if Fury goes into acting in a few years' yeah. time.
0: There's definitely something about him, and
1: he's already better than the uh, Jasmine and Marina Shafir. <laughs> yeah. and he's been in the performance center for ages.
0: Well, the thing is, that the crowd are watching this as well. You know, they might not be just shouting, but everybody's involved in it. Strowman sends Fury back into the corner.
1: He's clubbing blow to the chest of Fury, knocks him down. Oh! <laughs> Someone's been trained by The Undertaker as he does a sit up.
0: Well, Fury back to his feet.
1: Strowman comes charging in. Fury is foot up this time though. Running cross body, I presume, and gets caught. Strowman slams him to the mat. He's got some good selling going on as well. Mm. He's already doing better than Cain Velasquez.
0: <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. And Fury gets to the outside. You forget Fury is such a big man as well. I mean, Brawl is nine stone heavier than Fury. And Fury said when he was out of shape, he was the same weight as that. And now Strowman's going to look to use the extra bulk. Is he going to be able to run the ring this time? Fans want it. Do you want it, James? Well, we're going to see it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whether I want it or not, it's irrelevant. And this time, hitting its mark,
0: TARDIS. That's probably the toughest bump he's taken all night. And here comes Braun again.
1: He's going to go for a second time round. Boom. Runs right through. I'm not quite sure who the face and who the heel is in this match, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, because Strowman's acting really facey. But you would have thought
1: that Fury's the face. He's got really skinny legs, isn't he, Fury?
0: Well, well, Strowman's getting up on a ring apron. Oh! A huge right hand. Straight to the jaw of Strowman. And Brawl might be knocked out there. I don't want to go to school today, <laughs> mommy. And the referee, counting. Tries to get up to his feet, stumbles over. Ten. And Tyson Fury beats Strowman by, well, I think knockout. I mean, yeah. countout. It was a count of ten that was heard after the right hand. Fury wins. Not a bad match, was it? No, it
1: wasn't. No, not bad at all. I think Fury done well. Um, I think this was better than the Velasquez lesnar match for the pure, simple reason that Strowman, I think he can carry a, an opponent like an amateur and make him seem more better. I think, you know, he'd have had an even greater
0: match with Cesaro. Oh, I think without a doubt, you know. and uh, Maybe we we'll see something down the line. Would you want to see Tyson Fury again? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I don't mind that either. Oh, wait a minute. Braun Strowman's not happy.
1: Well, Fury celebrating. Power slam to Fury. The Strowman rips
0: his shirt off. Well, he loses the other, another big match but he still has a last laugh, laugh here and this is the battle over between the two. Burn. Well,
1: AJ Styles defended his United States championship against uh, the Royal Rumble winner Humberto Carrillo.
0: <laughs> Humberto Carrillo.
1: Yeah, and who did you go for in this match? I went for the phenomenal AJ. Styles
0: and I too went AJ Styles and for the second time this week I Carrillo shared the ring with AJ Styles this time Lowe squared off with a phenomenal for the United States Championship in what amounted to the most significant match in his young WWE career
1: the superstars teased the Styles clash on the ropes but Carrillo fought out a sunset flip gave way to Styles uncorking a series of strikes and a big lariat clothesline for another near fall Carrillo recovered and delivered an insiguri. He missed the moonsault but landed on his feet,
0: which tweaked the knee that had proved problematic throughout the match. Oh, a shot to the face in the phenomenal forearm by Styles earned in the win and the points. And after Fury and Braun, it's three-two. It's now four-three after AJ Styles' start of match. And uh, next match is Natalia versus Lacey Evans. Yes, for the
1: first time ever, two women squared off in Saudi Arabia as Natalia and Lacey Evans rekindled their rivalry. Accompanied to the squared circle by a tremendous fanfare, an enormous display of pyro, and a genuine emotion, they exchanged a handshake and proceeded to make history.
0: I uh, went for uh, Natalia in this match, Dan. Did you go for? I too went for Natalia. Well, a chant of women's wrestling could be heard permeating through the applause that Evans downed Natalia with a Cobra Clutch.
1: After another high-risk manoeuvre failed, Natalia blasted her with a discus clothesline and trapped Evans in the sharpshooter. The Queen of Hearts tapped her out for
0: the big win. When well, the competitors raised of their arms and embraced the centre of the ring after the bell's pyro erupted from the top of the stadium. And it means it's 5-4 after that one as well, leading into Team Hogan versus Team Flair. Well, Team Flair consists
1: of King Corbin, Bobby Lashley, Randy Orton, Shinzuki fucking Nakamura and Drew McIntyre. And ever Team Hogan with Roman Reigns, Rusev, Ricochet, Shorty G and Ali. And it's all for bragging rights in a monumental tag team match. So James, I don't even need to ask because a team that contains
0: Drew McIntyre, you would have gone for Team Flair. I went for Team Hogan and, and Dan, it seems weird to have to ask you because the team consisting of your man, Randy Orton, obviously you went Team Flair. I went Team Hogan. So we both went Hogan. Yes. Great. <clears throat>
1: Well, the heavyweights unloaded on each other with rights and lefts before Lashley dumped Rusev. A Superman punch by Reigns to Lashley sent the heel to the floor. The big dog took flight, soaring over the top right and wiping, soaring over the top rope and wiping everyone out at ringside.
0: Orton caught Reigns with a kick to the head and executed an RKO off the rebound. Reigns though kicked out uh, to the shock of the crowd
1: and me too. The baby faces exploded, unleashing high flying moves to the hills en route to Reigns dropping Orton with the spear for the win.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Reigns beat Orton. Um, so that means after that, it's five, six, heading into our main event for the universal title. Uh, what do you think of the match, though?
1: I thought it was uh, it was quite entertaining. There was a few good moments. I did like the RKO. You know, you can never not like an RKO in a match.
0: Yeah, if one thing WWE does consistently great these days, it is the multi-man tag team match. And this was no different.
1: Up next, we've got a Fools Count Anywhere match for the Universal
0: title. Seth Rollins versus Bray the Fiend Wyatt. Yeah, so Dan, who have you gone for in this match? I
1: have gone for and
0: new Universal champion. The Fiend. The Fiend? Oh, so I've still got a chance to get back in it because I've gone Seth freaking Rollins. Why do you think The Fiend's going to win this one? I think it's a bit of redemption.
1: Um, They want something to talk about while in uh, Saudi Arabia as well and Bray Wyatt winning against Seth Rollins. It's, yeah, it's the only
0: way. Well, the red hue, which I hate, and uh, the NSL match, which was awful. We're going to see if this can be any better. And they've just been brawling along.
1: Well, at least they've not got maggots and things projected onto the ring. So, you know, it could be a lot worse. First curb stomp. And Bray Wyatt just pops straight back up to his feet. Irenagi onto the edge of the ring apron. And Bray's just taking a seat while he's waiting for Seth to recover. Well, the uh, the wafer-thin protective matting has been pulled back. And Bray Wyatt looks to deliver a sister Abigail... To a prone Seth Rollins. Well, he does this. Surely it's over. Well, don't call me Shirley. But Seth manages to fight out. Hits an insiguri. Bray is rocked. As Seth picks up the steel stairs. And the Fiend dropped down to one knee after three shots to the head. Seth got him lined up. Is he going to hit another stomp? Boom. Onto the exposed concrete floor. Into the cover. One. Two. No! The Fiend managing to kick out. Uh, now Seth's got the chair just wearing out the Fiend. Well, Seth, with a chair in hand, jumps off the edge of the ring apron and just plants it onto the top of the head of the Fiend. So, James, three members of the former Wyatt family have all uh, been involved in matches and lost. So you think this is not going to be a good night for the
0: Wyatt family? Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. I don't think they know what they're doing with the Fiend. And how can a Smackdown Superstar win a Universal title? That would be madness. Oh, wow. Seth
1: Rollins comes charging towards The Fiend but gets caught with a sister, Abigail, onto some staging area. Why is that random stage placed there?
0: I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> don't know why. The referee goes for the count, but Seth Rollins manages to kick out. Uh-huh. Maybe that's the stages to divide the rich people with the poor people. Yes, the
1: men and the women.
2: Mm.
1: Well, The Fiend does certainly seem unbeatable. I mean, the only way Seth Rollins managed to stop him last time was uh, with a bear shots and uh, sledgehammer shots in a match that people thought was awful, me included. But why has it taken so many um, tries to get Bray Wyatt right?
0: Because WWE have never gone for him fully. They've always been the guy who jobs out in the big matches. It happened when he first came in. It's John Cena and stuff like that at WrestleMania. He lost that one. Even with a Randy Orton feud, he came out a loser in the end, you know. So it all shows that he just never really had faith with The Fiend. They fucked up again at Hell in a Cell. And if they try and make things right tonight, it does make sense for a storyline perspective now. The Fiend wow. should have been kept out of the Universal title picture. until You know, win the fucking Royal Rumble, saying, come out number one, show how dangerous you are. But it's WWE hotshotting it and thinking, oh, hang on a minute. Yeah. But now they're going up on the staging. Staging! Staging. Staging. Spice. Well, The Fiend certainly has got the upper hand in this match
1: thus far. Seth staggers towards the edge of the uh, staging area. It
0: must be at least 20
1: feet drop. At least 25 foot. And looks like the fig going through his mind. But Seth managing to fight out with a flurry of elbows to the ear. Kick to the midsection. A stomp on the stage. Third stomp of the match.
0: I mean, that as a finisher is just useless now.
1: Yeah, and the fiend bounces up, runs into a super kick, a second one, and a third super kick to the jaw. The fiend is rocked into a stomp. Trying to get to his feet. A fifth stomp. And he's still not putting the fiend down. The third one in a row.
0: F- now Seth again, like the twelfth foot stomp. what what what's this count of on this one? Uh thirty nine. And The crowd showing their appreciation by booing.
1: Burn it down. Trying to get the fans back on side.
2: Not
0: working.
1: You're gonna try and put Bray away. Another stomp. Number eight for the match. I think it's a fifth he's
0: done in a row. Bray's not staying down. So ahead. the head. We're in like two super kicks in a row. It'll be third time lucky for Seth. Oh fucking
1: hell. Super kicks Bray into uh like some electrical equipment. The sparks
0: go off, fires around as well. Well, did he send the fiend to hell? must be ruled as a no contest and Rollins wins oh don't it looks that
1: way well Seth trying to find his victim more sparks going off I think one of them hits Seth in the eye and the fiend is behind Rollins he's got a mandible claw locked in and now Seth in serious trouble sister Abigail on the outside to a cover one two three
0: and your new universal champion the fiend well, my God, Dan, you got it right. The Fiend comes through, wins the Universal Championship of Seth Rollins. I mean, the spark at the end, it was nowhere near his face, come on. No. Nah. Uh, the Fiend, I don't know, Dan, what do you think of that match? The Fiend looks like someone who is beatable. Is it too late now? We've seen
1: Bray Wyatt beatable, so, you know, what's going on? Me, personally, I can see it leading to a Fiend versus Demon King match
0: down the line in a year or so, maybe at WrestleMania. Well, it'll be interesting to see what they do now with The Fiend. The character's still there to be saved, but they're still, for me, not going about it the right way. But he wins the championship. What more can you say, you know? Uh, what was your... After that, you get the points. You went out right, Dan, which is uh, good for you. You get another point, And it ends 7-5. It means you get a pay-per-view point, And it means it goes 9-6 now. You're catching up with but only two pay-per-views left. So 9-6 now, but hopefully only two pay-per-views left. It means I've still won that outright. But all the points matter towards the end. And The Fiend has won tonight. What was your match of the night, Dan? I would have to say
1: it was the Fury versus Strowman match. or Either that or the Monsoor versus Cesaro match. Because, you know, Cesaro worked his ass off. But the better, surprising match was the Fury versus Strowman match. I think you know Tyson Fury, being the amateur that he is, managed to deliver a half decent match.
0: Yeah, I think I'll have to agree with you there by going for Fury's match of the night. What is your score out of ten?
1: Um, I'm going to give it half. It wasn't great. There was some pointless, stupid mo- moments in it. I.e. the first match, but there was some very good moments in it as well. Uh, so you can't really complain too much.
0: No, I, I completely agree with you. I give it seven and a half. It was better than I thought, but I will probably never watch it again. I might watch a Fury match. Actually, I don't know. I probably won't watch any of it again. So, but seven and a half It's not bad for a Saudi Arabia show, considering I think the last one got five. So we'll see what happens. move on now to SmackDown afterwards, and SmackDown was always going to be interesting on November 1st because it's roughly 14 hours worth of air travel away from Rihadi, Saudi Arabia, which is where crowd Crown Jewel event took place.
1: Well, everyone figured we'd be getting a tired group of wrestlers due to an undisclosed issue. We might not
0: even get that. Well, Wrestling Observer and PW Insider are both reporting that a large number of talented work for Aaron Jewel was stuck in Saudi Arabia early in the morning. Dave Meltzer, Dan's mate, wrote <laughs> that the issue through the plane it was charged to get there from Middle East to Northeast uh, United States or so weather-related. Mike Johnson of Insider, on the other hand, wrote that there was an issue with the plane's fuel line, but they'd be heard that there were other issues as well.
1: Well, the latter account included that because the people on the plane had cleared customs already, they'd been forced to remain on the plane while the issues were being addressed. That was seven hours as of Johnson's
0: report. Well, both sites say WWE were able to get a handful of people on route using a different plane. Melts puts the number at 12 wrestlers, probably talent who advertised in advance for the SmackDown, like new Universal champ Bray Wyatt, Roman Reigns, Baron Corbin, and the Revival of New Day. He also says Vincent flew out separately, presumably without issue.
1: On his private jet. Yeah. A second post on Insider Updates, a situation.
0: situation, to say
1: a majority of the talent who worked yesterday's show are not travelling at all today and have been booked into hotels for another day in Riyadh. Well, at least another day, writes he's been, he's been told there's no word yet on when they are leaving to return to the US. This report goes on to Echo Meltzer's report saying WWE is trying to get wrestlers who are absolutely necessary for SmackDown en route to the States and that everyone at all levels of the company are upset about the
0: situation. Well, in likely the event, these issues lead to some of the crown jewel being unavailable for Buffalo. W have some options. Obviously, most of the women's roster wasn't in Saudi Arabia. Same goes for several men for various reasons, declined or unable to work the show on the company's 10-year deal, like Sami Zayn, Daniel Bryan, and Kevin Owens. There's a chance they could bring some NXT talent. Something which might make sense more that the brand has been added to the promotion for the Survivor Series on November 24th.
1: Well, here's hoping everyone gets back to the States safe and sound, whether they make it to New New York in time for a show
0: or not. It should be a wild ride. So, Dan, it's now time for your SmackDown Summary.
1: Well, we start off with Brock Lesnar quitting SmackDown to get his hands on Raw's Rey Mysterio. Heyman stood in the ring with Brock Lesnar and showed the fans the events of WWE Crown Jewel where the Beast Incarnate made Kane Velasquez tap out and then got attacked by Mysterio. Because Vince McMahon refused the man to send Mysterio to SmackDown, Heyman announced Lesnar was quitting the blue brand to get his hands on the master of the 619 on Raw. So that kind of closes up the uh, Bray Wyatt taking. So Bray
0: Wyatt moves to SmackDown and then Brock Lesnar's... Well, Bray
1: Wyatt was on SmackDown.
0: Oh okay, so Bray Wyatt stays universal cha- So, but they've got to change the universal title now, the
1: universal they? title is now on SmackDown and the WWE Championships
0: on Raw. And you change changed colour though to blue, don't you don't red. Yeah, what would you do? Would you change colour? Yeah. <laughs> <red, laughs> so, yeah. I would have just got to put blue on it.
1: Well we had the SmackDown women's champion Bailey with Sasha Banks going against Nikki Cross. Um the match was okay, I suppose. Uh, Bailey defeated Cross by a pinfall to retain the women's championship. But afterwards, Shayna Baszler stormed the ring, threw Banks into the steel post before planting Bailey with a running knee, and she walked out through the crowd with her NXT Women's Championship.
0: Wow, our favorite has arrived on SmackDown. Shayna Baszler, I'm glad she's getting exposure, ain't you? Absolutely, yes. Well, um. I would like to say that's the end of
1: the annoying talent coming across, but Sami Zayn's mouth gets him into a fight with Matt Riddle and
0: Keith Lee. Oh, Matt Riddle, bro. Bro, uh, Flip-flops and all, wasn't it?
1: Uh, Oh, yes, James. Flip-flops as well. Um, Yeah, basically they chased uh, the critic of critics into the ring. The original bro
0: connected with a... Bro, Derek, before the limitless one, hit a moonsault. <laughs> I don't mind Keith Lee being involved. I don't mind him at the moment. Uh, so, obviously, they've gone for NXT route for SmackDown.
1: They have, yes. Um, Tommaso Ciampa invades Miz TV. What? And then that turns into the Miz versus Ciampa. Um Yeah, basically, the Miz talked up Bray Wyatt's a crown jewel. But he decided he couldn't just talk about his absentee guest. He turns to the arrival of NXT this week. And Tommaso Ciampa interrupted Miz TV, called the A-List at Everything That Is Wrong With WWE. This turned quickly into a match while Tommy Entertainer got the early advantage. The most massive see WWE superstar found an opening when he injured the knee of Chomper off a dive. Chomper caught Miz with a knee, then connected with the fairy tale ending for the victory. Uh, there was a few sloppy moments, but overall it was actually a very good match. Uh, yeah, what more can I say? Uh, Fire and Desire f- squared off against Ra Ripley and Tegan Knox. What?! Yeah, Rad Ripley and Tegan Knox arrived as a surprise replacement for opponents for Fire and Desire. The NXT Stars quickly fired up with Dominant. They quickly took DeVille out of the action when Knox connected with the shiniest wizard to set up the elevated inverted clover leaf for a submission. Ripley and Knox get their victory there. Um I don't know how to put this, but it's uh NXT champion Adam Cole. Baby going against um Daniel Bryan. Dream match dream
0: match it's a dream match on smackdown
1: it is indeed yes well <laughs> daniel bryan ran into triple h and Shawn michaels backstage asking them why they were here triple h stated he came to smackdown after the announcement that nxt would be competing at survivor series Bryan challenged the game instead he announced Bryan versus adam cole for the nxt championship so daniel bryan could be the NXT champion. Yeah. How fucking mad would that be? I,
0: mean, man, I love the fact he challenged Triple H Could there's still beef between them after all these years. You know, I, just, I thought that's was quite cool.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the King of Kings and Trip, uh, HBK watched from ringside as a Planets champion gave the leader of the Undisputed Era a fight unlike he had ever faced before. It was a high-risk and physical contest where Bryan brutalised Cole at every turn. All that pressure built to the Planets champion, trapping the NXT champion in the LaBelle Cold Barely got to the ropes. Cole managed to catch Brian with the Panama Sunrise into the last shot for the victory.
0: Wow. So Adam Cole beat Daniel Bryan clean. As a whistle. I know. statement of intent there.
1: But what I would love to say is that was an absolute fucking amazing match. Um, and even better that the main event was supposed to be
0: Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin. <laughs> it just takes <laughs> bad travel issues for WWE to put on a good show.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And, uh... and
0: then afterwards, they all got in the ring, Triple H Michaels with the NXT talent and said uh, the takeover is going to happen. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting with NXT. It's just a shame it's not its strongest roster. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. That SmackDown again was uh, enjoyable this week. Now we move on to news. News! Bischoff opens up on brief SmackDown tenure.
1: Well, Bischoff was back in WWE, but apparently it wasn't better than ever. The company announced last week that Bruce Pitchard was taking over the executive director role. Bischoff was given just a scant four months ago, and that Bischoff was no longer with the company at all.
0: Well, in the latest episode of his 83 Weeks podcast, Bischoff discussed his tenure and disappointment about his departure.
1: I was really grateful for the opportunity to work at WWE, and it was an opportunity. Bischoff said per pro wrestling shit, it didn't work out the way I wanted it to work out. It clearly didn't work out the way McMahon wanted it to work out, but that happens. I'm not taking any of it personally. Professionally, I'm taking a hard look at it and thinking it through.
0: Bischoff had stepped away from the day-to-day wrestling grind after his stint with TNA ended in 2014. He said he also viewed running SmackDown as a short-term endeavour and acknowledged he faced an uphill battle changing the status quo. Well, I didn't come here thinking
1: I was going to be in WWE for five or ten years. I looked at it as a relatively short-term opportunity, meaning two to three years, Bishop said. But I didn't think it would be quite this short-term, but sometimes that happens.
0: Well, I took this job. I knew what the odds were, Bishop added. I'm not surprised. I'm disappointed. Not going to lie. I am disappointed. I would have liked to have met Vincent Mann's expectations and would have liked it for us to be in a longer run than it was. I'd be completely dishonest if I didn't admit that, but at the same time, I'm not completely surprised either. Well, whatever vision Bischoff did
1: have for SmackDown, it never appeared on the screen. While Paul Heyman has taken a more hands-on role with Raw, there have been signs of his involvement, albeit sporadic ones. SmackDown appeared to be treading water for months ahead of its Fox debut.
0: Well, Pritchard has long been a close confidant of McMahon, so was our whatever Pritchard had in mind going forward will be Vince's brainchild for better or for worse. Well, a 2K problem. Well, the good news is WWE and 2K release WWE 2K20. The bad news is, those
1: clips you may have seen floating around from advanced copies gaming influencers got their hands on, they may actually be indicative of what the quality of WWE 2K20 Hashtag Fix WWE 2K20 has been trending on Twitter and it's certainly not what anyone involved in creating and promoting the game wanted.
0: And some of them have been hilarious, Dan. We've seen them online and uh, it is is a shame. But again, you keep bringing out the same product year after year just with a roster. Just have a roster update and pay a certain amount online to have that and keep the same game. Of course they won't because they want the £50 in their pocket as well.
1: well good Evans
0: Evans worked her way up to the top of the women's division very quickly on the main roster and Sonya Deville thinks she knows why well Lacey Evans
1: has faced the wrath of Sonya Deville in in a social media spat after calling out Evans in a promo directed mainly at Lynch Evans responded on social media by saying Deville shouldn't run her mouth as she's main-evented both Raw and pay-per-view events, while DeVille hasn't done either.
0: DeVille's response was firing. She launched a scathing accusation at the Sassy Southern Bell, stating that she she went about it the same way Evans does.
1: Well, that's a reference to the gossip that Evans was doing sexual backstage favour for some of the higher-ups in WWE to advance her position despite having a husband at
0: home. Vincent Mann has been known to push blondes to the top pile in the past, such as Trish Drats and Charlotte Flair, and Evans noted that in a dig back at Deville, but Sonia landed the fatal blow. Well, Sonia
1: Deville has landed some brutal blows to Lacey Evans' character on social media. In a reply that's garnered 6,000 likes, DeVille stated that the difference between the two may be the fact that Evans is swallowing something else, which is another sexual innuendo that suggests Evans is helping out some of the people that make the decisions in the company.
0: Of course, the fans that might be worked as a shoot with this interaction on Twitter, but it could very well be elements of truth to it all.
1: Well, we go on to the biggest news story.
0: Yeah, well WWE have released a lot of new merchandise with NXT going live in two hours and an official shirt with Miles' name on. Looks like it depicts the blackface, which is a form of theatrical makeup from centuries ago and is seen as highly offensive. Well,
1: Jordan Miles put on Twitter, I will keep posting this till my voice is heard. I'm not sorry for anything I say or do. Representation is important. If this is Vince McMahon and Triple H's vision of me, then a slap in the face to every African-American performer, fan and supporter.
0: Well, even though the shirt had been pulled from sale, Miles is continuing to let his voice be heard on social media.
1: Miles is even going as far as saying the higher-ups in WWE will learn to regret the decision to let it be designed and put on sale, which seems to indicate he's going to take legal action.
0: Even former WWE star MVP has reached out to Miles to speak to him about what's going on. You can imagine there's going to be a strong fan backlash over what has transpired.
1: It's not often you see superstars publicly lambast huge figures such as Vince McMahon and Triple H, but it's happened and there will be very interesting to see the response.
0: Well, WWE have released an official statement regarding their controversial T-shirt from Jordan Miles. The promotion claims that Miles was well aware of the shirt as Miles approved the T-shirt for sale. WWE added
1: that they work collaboratively with their superstars and ensure to get input and approval before proceeding with any merchandise.
0: Well, the full statement reads...
1: Albert Hardy Jr., a.k.a. Jordan Miles, approved this T-shirt for sale. As always, we work collaboratively with all the, our performers to develop logos and merchandise design and get their input and approval before proceeding. This was the same process with Albert, and, the, and we responded swiftly with one he later requested that the logo slash T-shirt be redesigned. No T-shirts were sold.
0: Well, Miles sticked to his Twitter account over the weekend to bring attention to the race sensitive design he had accompanied his tweet with a caption reading, I will keep reading this post till my voice is heard. I'm not sorry for say anything I do. He then urged fans to protest the W's mentality by turning their profile pictures black and white and using the hashtag FullerCulture. After
1: WWE issued a statement attempting to absolve themselves of culpability with regards to the Jordan Miles t-shirt design, Miles and many others saw as an evocative way of blackface and minstrelsy Saying the NXT wrestler himself approved the design, Miles has responded.
0: He tweeted a confirmation he had approved the design, but said he was showed the logo on a white shirt, where placed on a black background, as it was be said on WWE.com. Miles wrote that oh, you can see the racist intentions that has since been deleted.
1: Well, still up is a post with an email allegedly from WWE Creative Services Talent Coordinator Baker Landon responding to Miles, that indicates their boss NXT Headman Paul Triple H Levesque wanted the design. Jordan Miles said, When I originally saw the design, I was uncomfortable. Rather than addressing the issue, I decided to counter-offer with another.
0: Baker Lander lied to my face as his design, so my hands were tied. I spoke with Triple H in person. His impression was I approved it. Don't believe me? Email him and ask him yourself.
1: Miles then tweeted his thoughts on the entire WWE system, including calling out their rehiring and use of Hulk Hogan. After a tape was released of the Hall of Famer admitting he was racist, and issuing what many felt was a self-serving locker room apology, Miles also posted, then deleted a "not for safe, not safe for work" video clip where he paraphrased Karskis' critique of President George W. Bush's response to the impact. Hurricane Katrina had held on New Orleans' black population.
0: He said the whole WWE system is fraud. They created this system where you can't trust anyone. You go cold. You grow apart from what you love the most. The fact that Hulk Hogan is still employed after giving the locker room an apology for being caught says enough. Hashtag for the culture.
1: Finally, he, deleted and dewe- he tweeted and deleted a message slamming his former company, Ring of Honor. Fuck Ring of Honor.
0: They only allowed one African-American to be the top guy while guys like Cedric Alexander, TD... And Malcolm Bevins and myself had to chase a visible carrot stick.
1: Name another African-American who has reached great heights in there other than this Uncle Tom.
0: He included a picture of Jay Lethal under this tweet to illustrate the Uncle Tom he was apparently referring to.
1: Well, these were some pretty heavy bombs to drop on Ring of Honor. Jordan Mars is still employed by WWE, but if that ever changes, he might have... Some issues returning to Ring of Honor after making his statement.
0: And while he has been on Twitter since yesterday, he did post an Instagram with a lengthy statement on October 29th. This comes after his tweets from Sunday and Monday brought a flood of reactions from fans and industry veterans like Tyson Hill and on Booker T. He went on to say, My tweets yesterday
1: were completely disrespectful and were unprofessional. Time to snatch plates from those who have been eating for far too long, always get seconds while guys like myself have to eat crumbs from the floor like an unwanted child. Beyond their initial statement, WWE has not commented on the situation. Further, Ring of Honor and Lethal have not commented at all. So, James, your pick, Jordan Miles, won't be around for too much longer. <laughs> Look,
0: it all started... With, it, it, it didn't start too badly for him, all right? You know, the the, the tweet... Um, to, to, to do it out in public seems a bit weird. and But even then, he, he kind of had a higher ground. And then he just... Must have thought, oh, fuck it. I'm going to go for Ring of Honor. I'm going to go for Jay Lethal, you know, all these other guys. And he's got a bit out of control. And But if WWE fire him now, is WWE right to fire him
1: now? Um, I don't know. You know, again, you know, it, it, they might not fire him, but I'm sure he won't be appearing on NXT TV. They can contractually, like, keep him wrestling, not to sound insensitive, but wrestling duck matches. yeah. <laughs> Um, and, you know, possibly end up on main event fighting the likes of Mojo Rawley. I mean,
0: but I, I think the problem is is the fact of, you know, people say, who can talk about it? Can we talk about it even though we're not black? and the, the thing is, is that that's why the people have asked Booker T, and even Booker T's statement was like, well, why are you asking me for it? It's just because of that. Uh, there's no doubt. I remember Teddy Long on one of the Legends of wrestling talking about there were certain wrestlers, black wrestlers, that only wanted the one spot for themselves. I don't think Jay Lee, I, I've not been... Uh, up to date with Ring of Honor, so I can't say much about that, but what I can say is that, you know, WWE uh, to go against them is, is going to be, you know, is, is difficult enough as as we well know, and, you know but sometimes you have to pick your battles, and and I think the apology he's hoping things go down, I mean, people like Leah Rush has, has said in, in stuff like this but when you bring race into it, it's a really difficult situation, isn't it?
1: It is indeed, yeah um, but again, you know, it's quite a crazy thing because you know during a recent england match against bulgaria there was racial comments towards you know uh, a a black england player and stan collymore was pissed off because he's a black footballer himself or ex-footballer he received an email from the bbc saying can you come on our show tomorrow to talk about racism in football Mm. and he's like well what you only want to know me because i'm a black former footballer you know so it's but there's um something, it's a very sensitive subject, yeah. you know, still going on to this day. You know, it's it's something that I don't think should be an issue, you know, no. not in the fact of that. I mean, you know, it's something that us as people should have grown out of by now.
0: Yeah, I, I think without doubt. And I, I think it's just, when you look at, you know, how many black champions in WWE, you know, there might be an issue there. But I, th- I think when it, we start with our generation and what we're doing. And, and for us, it, it doesn't matter at all, who, you know, who we support uh and it is, i think it's exactly the same but the issue is still there as well so it needs to be addressed but it needs to be talked about uh and this is probably not the way to do it on on twitter through that way but or also other means as well you know but anyway move on to arrivals in wwe yes budding indie
1: star jake atlas has signed a wwe deal reported by both socal uncensored and last word on wrestling and confirmed by my good friend, the absolute cunt, Dave Meltzer. Well,
0: he will report to the W Performance Centre in January he's been telling indie promotions he's no longer available after December. The California native continued to turn heads in this year's PWG Battle of Los Angeles, where talent scouts from WWE and AEW were present. Well, the 24-year-old
1: recently worked for Ring of Honor and has turned down offers from both Impact Wrestling and MLW.
0: Well, the word on the street is that he grew up with WWE, and that was his dream. Actually, a surprise haven't been taking him. He's had a good look, a good physique, and has charisma. And can go to the ring. Friends of his said they've been recommended to go with AEW because it's right now with new people. Whereas in WWE, it would be a long wait. In the end, it probably depends on who sells themselves best to him and offers for the best money.
1: Absolutely, yes. Well, Atlas, real name Kenny Marquez, has been wrestling for just three years and made headlines in February 2018. When he announced he was gay.
0: Yeah, and again, that's another issue that some people are still kind of weird about. I think less and less now. You know, if you've got a probably just watch RuPaul's Drag Race, and I think that'll sort you out, you know, especially UK versions. You watch any of the UK version of that?
1: Uh, no, I can't say I do.
0: Well, you need to catch up on that sometime. That's really, really good. Uh, anyway, we we'll move on to injuries.
1: Yes, in the wake of his Achilles injury, Xavier Woods tweeted on Friday that he has successfully undergone surgery to correct the issue.
0: Woods sustained the injury at a WWE Live event in Sydney, Australia on Sunday night and was unable to finish WWE's Australian tour.
1: The Achilles tear suffered by Woods is worse than originally reported.
0: I'd like to keep him out of action for nine to nine, nine months, at least nine months to a year, Dan. At least a year and a half. <laughs> so basically, he'd be probably miss WrestleMania, and at worst, he won't be able to return until late summer or early fall of 2020.
1: Well, the injury happened last uh, a couple of weekends ago while WWE is in Sydney, Australia, and the New Day were wrestling the Revival. At some point during the match, Woods ran the ropes and then just collapsed. The referee did the X gesture to signal for help and the match continued with Big E taking on Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder in a handicap match while Woods was helped to the back.
0: Well, in an update on his social media accounts, Woods said he recently had surgery done on his Achilles and he's not been given a solid timetable and when he'll be able to return to action.
1: He noted that he's sad that he would not be able to wrestle for a while and he thanked fans for their support. He also noted that his injury was a freak accident but he plans on streaming a lot and creating new content for
0: his YouTube channel. Well, outside of WWE and the injury that is, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, I shouldn't laugh, I'm sorry, but Lila Parker, the, the footage has emerged showing a Mexican wrestler slain serious injuries after he suffered a horror fall from the ring during a recent show.
1: Well, Jesus Alfonso Fuerta Escoboza, who is 53, fractured his neck after attempting to tackle an opponent before his head crashed into barricade outside the ring.
0: Well, a Mexican AAA worldwide wrestler was competing on a show that has been held at the 67th anniversary of the Monterrey Coliseum in Mexico City. In
1: the clip, Huerta, who competes under the stage name of La Parca, can be seen launching himself from inside the ring to out of it in a bid to tackle a rival.
0: However, as the 53-year-old went to complete the move, it's believed his feet became tangled in a rope so the wrestler missed his intended target. Well, instead, Huerta was... Put on a collision
1: course with a protective barricade that separated the competitors from the watching crowd.
0: The impact caused him to lose consciousness for medical staff immediately attended to the stricken wrestler inside the venue, which is nearby Hospital Oca.
1: Well Huerta sustained a fractured neck as a result of the impact. There Huerta remained overnight as staff at the hospital. Patiently waited for swelling around the wrestler's head to subside before beginning their examinations.
0: Well, Mexican newspaper La Reforma reported that the 53-year-old was unable to move his arms or talk following the accident.
1: Well, sources close to Huerta said that his health was out of danger, but the fracture, but that fractured his neck and cervical. The wrestler slowly regaining control of his.
0: Huerta was later taken to hospital, and uh, his health is said to be not in danger. And of course, La Parca wrestled for WWE, just shows you how dangerous. Wrestling can be when it doesn't go right, and that's why they're called a suicide dive as well, you know.
1: Well, you know, even for a a veteran like La Parker as well, you know, it's uh accidents happen all the time. Yeah.
0: Alright, so let's move on to impact wrestling. Yes, we're gonna go there. And they had their biggest event, bound for glory.
1: Well the top rivalries, intense feuds and most anticipated clashes unfold inside the odium in Chicago Sunday night when Impact Wrestling presented the biggest event of its calendar year Bound for
0: Glory. Heavyweight champion Brian Cage defended his title against Sammy Callahan in a match as much about revenge as successfully retaining his gold. Was Cage able to aven- avenge the thrill by wife Melissa Santos at the hands of the death machine in the marquee bout of the extravaganza? Well Tessa Blanchard, Daga, Ace Austin and a mystery opponent sought to end the X Division
1: Championship reign of Ohio versus everything's Jake Christ in a five way intergender ladder match. Would Blanchard make history by capturing the gold and sticking it to an OVE faction she had been at war with for the better part of a year?
0: And what success if any would Ken Shamrock find upon setting foot back in the same ring in which he became the first world champion in impact wrestling for a showdown with Moose? Well, the fans found out the answer to those questions
1: and more at the October 20th pay-per-view spectacular.
0: Well, the opening bout of the evening was a call-your-shot gauntlet match with the winner receiving a championship opportunity against any title holder of his choosing. Former world champion Eddie Edwards, driven to the brink of insanity
1: by his relationship issues with wife Alicia, was the first competitor through the curtain.
0: Reno scum, Adam Thornstall and Luster the legend joined him in the ring as spots two and three, while Jake Deaner even the hills to face ratio at two apiece at number four. The Desi Hit Squad's Hit Raju, entered at number five and loaded the bay faces to a chorus of boos.
1: Well the first surprise entrance of the night came in the form of Joey the penis wrestler Ryan.
0: Yeah, Joey Ryan. Who entered to a
1: thunderous ovation at number six, surrounded by hills he dared them to touch it. Luster tried an atomic drop on her knee. Thornstow ain't a big boot and fell headfirst on Ryan's never regions and
0: knocking himself out. <laughs> yeah, well, that would happen, wouldn't it, you know? Well, with everyone attached, he executed his trademark flip, sending Dina and Raju over the top rope and out of the match. Jessica Havoc entered the number seven and dropped Ryan with a choke slam. She pummeled the competition, slowing the pace. Well, Rosemary entered at number
1: eight. She tossed the opposition with a suplex and paired off with Havoc. Ryan oiled himself up but ate a double clothesline from both women for his trouble.
0: But OVE's Fulton hit the ring at number nine, eliminated a knockout, sending Rosemary and Havoc out with a double clothesline. Forced was sent packing and Fulton eliminated Ryan. Boo! As Cody Dina entered the match at number ten. Ten.
1: Well, Fulton eliminated Dina with a chokeslam to the floor as Johnny Swinger entered at number eleven. Jordan Grace became the third woman to enter the bout, entering at number 12. She wasted little time showcasing her power, delivering a German suplex to the massive Fulton. With the help of Edwards, Chancellor Jordan filled the odium in appreciation of the young competitor.
0: Well, the king of small style, Swoggle, entered the match at the next surprise at number 13. Emerging from under the ring and bringing Swinger with him, preventing the old school heel from cheating his way to victory. He teamed with Grace to eliminate Swinger.
1: Kira Hogan arrived at number 14 and wasted little time targeting Grace. The women came face to face rekindling their rivalry. Her stint was short-lived as Grace eliminated her over the top f- to the floor as Raj Singh made his entry at number 15. Last of the legend was eliminated.
0: Tommy Dreamer was out at number 16 to a sizable pop from the Chicago Faithful. Former AEW star Kylie Ray made her impact pay-per-view debut, entered to a big ovation at number 17 and dropping Dreamer a super kick. She followed with a and sing. Fulton halted her momentum low, with Dreamer sent sing flying to the floor.
1: Fulton eliminated Dreamer to a chorus of boos and Fala Ba 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 <laughs> entered at number 18 and unloaded on Fulton. Madman responded with a shoulder block that failed to take the heavyweight off his feet. Fulton took to the sky and paid dearly. Smashed with a smile and drop, the remaining competitors laid into him. Realised fending off the most dominant wrestler in the match.
0: Well, Sabu entered at number 19, continuing in line with the company's ECW influence. Marabella Sherry was the final competitor to enter the match at number 20, eliminating Ray, Grace and Sabu to a chorus of boos. That left Barr, Fulton, Shearer and Edward as the final four competitors in the match.
2: Well,
1: Shearer had powered Barr to the floor, leaving free. Edwards hit the ropes, but Fulton bowled him over. Shearer tossed Edwards with total disregard before trading blows with Fulton. Edwards and sent Fulton to the floor.
0: Well, Perla rules. Edwards now square off with Shearer in a singles bout. Any chance he had a victory, though, may have come to an end when Fulton pulled Edwards to the floor and choke-slammed him into the ring apron. Well, Shearer powered Edwards back into the ring.
1: He sat out for a big kick, but Edwards rolled through and delivered the Boston Knee Party to score the victory and set up his future title opportunity.
0: Well, the Spies' entries of Swoggle, Ray and Ryan were fun and added a hint of unpredictability. But the moment Josh Matthews first mentioned the length of Edwards of the match... Felt like the former world champion was destined to overcome the odds and win the match.
1: Well, we get the Impact Knockouts Championship match: Tenille Dashwood versus Tyra Valkyrie.
0: Well, we're a local. Tyra Valkyrie entered Sunday's event as the longest reigning Knockouts champion in the 17-year history of Impact Wrestling.
1: After 287 consecutive days as a title holder, Valkyrie would have to defeat Tenille Tenille Dashwood the woman against whom she had her very first match against. Dashwood ran the match by defeating Kira Hogan, then Madison Reign and finally both in a three-way dance.
0: Well, Dashwood was fast and aggressive from the opening bell, scoring the first fall of the match. Valkyrie dropped the challenge with a German suplex as she looked to turn the tide.
1: Dashwood delivered consecutive corner cross-bodies. The spotlight followed and it appeared, though, the title was about to change but a late save by Valkyrie's manager, Johnny Bravo, prevented
0: it. As the official ordered a second to the back, he tossed Valkyrie a chain. She failed to deliver a blow and appeared to be in trouble. Dashwood's defeat as she threw the chain out of the ring, created just enough of a distraction for Valkyrie to deliver the road to Valhalla for the win.
1: The finish was a smart one in that it creates doubt in Valkyrie's ability to defeat Dashwood straight up. With the hill champion relying on interference and chancery, not to mention a momentarily opening late in the match, the score the tainted win. Yeah,
0: and anybody that don't know about uh, Tynel Dashwood, it's former Emma in WWE, so she's a great acquisition for Impact, and another great match as well. Uh, up next, three way tag team match for the Impact Wrestling World Tag Team Titles.
1: Oh yeah, the Norths Ethan Page and Josh Alexander may have sent LAX's Santana and Ortiz packing to AEW, but Sunday night they face the. Un- enviable task of defending their Impact Wrestling Tag Team Championships against the teams of Rob Van Dam and Rhino and Rich Swann and Willie Mack in a three-way dance. Swann and Mack
0: took the fight to Paige and Alexander earlier frustrated the champions It proved to be no easy path to successful title defence. Despite an attempt to keep things between his team and the champions Swann rolled to the corner where Rhino tagged into the match and continued the attack on Paige. Well, the action broke down, each competitor delivering some trademark offence. Back in the ring, Page delivered a wicked rid of press slam to Swan from the top rope. A big back break from Alexander and Swan from Page failed
1: to put him away low. Moments later, Rhino set up for the gore, but Van Damme blasted his partner. with a Super kick in a shocking betrayal. As boos rained down from the stands, former Mr. Pay-Per-View blasted Mack and Swan with kicks before leaving to a chorus of disapproval.
0: Well, the flattened Swan and retained the titles as fans and competitors alike tried to make sense of Van Damme's actions.
1: Up next is Michael Elgin versus No No Michi (laughs) (laughs) Mafuriji. No Michi Marufuji.
0: Marufuji. Over the course of his career in Japan, Michael Elgin defeated the likes of Kenny Omega and Okada was some of the biggest stages wrestling has to offer. One star he's never had the opportunity to go off with. Marufuji.
1: Well that changed the bound for glory as the internationally recognised competitors battled in a hard hitting first time ever contest.
0: The action was hot from the start leaving men taking the time to fill each other out.
1: Continued Marufuji, unable to string together anything even remotely resembling an offence. Elgin further punished his opponent but could not put him away. A corner power bomb followed by an Elgin bomb resulted in yet another near-fall that shook Big Mike's confidence and led to disbelief on the part of the commentary team.
0: Shaken off the uncertainty, Elgin delivered a burning hammer for the pinfall victory.
1: Well, this was a hard-hitting Japanese strong-style match that had little build to it and the reaction from the fans it. As the match went on, though, and the competitors told their story, the fans bought into the action and chanted, Fight forever with every passing near-fall.
0: Up next, five-way intergender ladder match for the X-Division Championship. The rivalry
1: between OVE and the undeniable Tessa Blanchard continued in Chicago as the devious, villainous factions Jake Christ defended his X-Division title against the third-generation competitor Ace Austin, Daga and a mystery opponent in a six-way intergender match.
0: Well, AC Romeo joined Impact Wrestling 24 hours earlier and was added to the match at the last minute. A house of a wrestler with freakish athleticism, he handed an interesting element to the match.
1: The dreadlocked big man introduced a table, but Blanchard threw, flew through the air and sent Fulton into the ladder with a rana. Jake Crist returned to the ring, but was sent through the table by Blanchard. Just as it appeared, though, Blanchard would win. Austin appeared and blasted her with a bang.
0: Blanchard crumbled to the mat, and Austin retrieved the title for the win. This was every bit of an exhilarating car crash or match you would ever expect from the talent involved. The stories preceding it, and the gimmick itself, really well done. Absolutely, yes. And up next is Ken Shamrock versus Moose. Well, the abundantly confident, bold, and arrogant Moose spent weeks calling out legendary Ken Shamrock, claiming to be bigger, tougher, and faster, and more legit than the UFC icon and former W Inconul Champion champion. He would have had the opportunity to back up his words in one of the night's marquee bouts, in which he squared off with the ankle-breaking 55-year-old barda- badass Ken Shamrock. Well, it would prove to be the most
1: important match in a former NFL player's career.
0: Well, Slugfest started things between Shamrock, escalated the war with a dive to the floor that wiped Moose out. And while callous on commentary, the fight continued to the floor included another dive by Shamrock, who continued to wear out Moose. His momentum was
1: stalled by the interference of Frank Trigg, who held the legendary fighter up and allowed Moose to drop kick the ropes and damage his opponent's groin. With the official checking on Shamrock, Trigg again involved himself, cutting a turnbuckle pad off.
0: Well, Shamrock blocked an attempt to send him in an exposed turnbuckle and suplexed the big man to the mat. He applied the ankle lock, but Moose sent his opponent into the referee, evading defeat. A low blow by Moose allowed him to create some much-needed separation.
1: Shamrock suckered Moose in, though, and reapplied the ankle lock. Moose fought through the pain, refused to tap and benefited from more interference from Trigg. A pump kick from Moose stunned Shamrock and allowed him to regain... Feeling in his foot.
0: Well, for the third time in the match, Shamrock applied the ankle lock. Moose valiantly continued to fight through the pain, looking for any and all which ways to escape the clutches of his opponent. He rolled through and sent Shamrock head face first into the turnbuckle. The spear followed and Moose scored the win. Yeah, so Moose defeated Shamrock. I mean, for a match involving a 55 year old performer returning to the square circle on pay-per-view for the first time since 2002, this was a stunner. Shamrock pulled out dives and put in the work. He was driven clearly and accomplished things less than some performers his age would be unable to, Undertaker.
1: Well, with that said, the overabundance of Trigg's interference and the reliance on the ankle lock spots dragged the match quality down. The storytelling was there, but when it needed one spot to really elevate its quality, it either failed to produce or ended with Shamrock missing the exposed turnbuckle, rendering it meaningless to the bout.
0: Well, again, Shamrock putting the work and was damn impressive, but this could stood to been a few minutes shorter minus an ankle lock or two with half the interference from Trigg.
1: And it's on to the main event. It is the Impact Wrestling World Championship match. Brian Cage versus Sammy Callaghan.
0: Well, over the East, Sammy Callahan spent months referring to himself as a brand, the franchise star of input wrestling. His anus axe, though, made him the target of the machine, Brian Cage. Well, Cage caught Callahan in
1: mid-air and planted him with an F5 for two. Two. He reintroduced the guard rail, dragging the bent and broken into the ring. With it propped in one corner, he set Callahan up on it for another superplex. Callahan bit his way out of it, delivered a low blow and sent Cage into the guard rail with a running powerbomb.
0: Well, Callahan retrieved a bag and emptied hundreds of thumbtacks on the mat. He sent Cage up to power drive and executed the move on a sharp objects. Almost as if he had been reawoken by the move, Cage kicked out uh-huh. and exploded to his feet. He powerbombed Callahan on attacks and finished him off with the drill claw.
1: Well, this was a phenomenal main event that delivered everything it needed to. I
0: mean, this felt like the guys who ate each other after leaving it on the line for the title. Sure, but also for the opportunity to maim the other one.
1: Well, after watching his wife brutally assaulted by Callahan on two separate occasions, Cage sought revenge and achieved it. He was explosive, violent and punishing. He beat the ever-loving out of Callahan and endured a hell of an assault in his own right. A man of his size is rarely seen bumping the manner he did here. Not to mention selling, but Cage did, and all of it put a legitimate threat to dethrone him. Yeah, so
0: that was bound for glory, and I think it was quite a good show. There they are quite a talented bunch on Impact, aren't they, Dan? You know,
1: absolutely. Yeah, there is um, <coughs> a lot of talents there and thereabouts. There's a few comedy characters, but is that what you need to lighten the mood a bit?
0: I think I think you got to love the uh, the characters that are involved in it, and I think when they put in performances like they did, it is well worth well worth watching it as well. Uh, and, you know, it'd be interesting to see how they can build on this momentum, but we've got the aftermath as well.
1: Well, Impact Wrestling held its first AXS TV tapings yesterday in Windsor, Ontario, Canada, and started off with a huge title change in a match that will headline next Tuesday's Impact Wrestling.
0: Impact champion Brian Cage faced Sammy Callahan in a still Cage match, in a rematch for the Bound for Glory pay per view match. But this time around, the outcome was different as Callahan managed to pin Cage and win his first major singles title. Major singles major title? title. Brian Cage's Impact title with an injury that kept him on the sidelines
1: for a while after he won the title from Johnny Impact at Rebellion pay-per-view in April. He held the title for six months.
0: Well, following the match, Tessa Blanchard made a present felt and came out with a stare down with a new champion. Blanchard and Callan have a long history together in Impact Wrestling, having an match at match of three a couple of months ago. And I'm predicting that Tessa Blanchard will become the first ever woman to win uh, major men's, Title, world heavyweight championship basically.
1: Major men's heavyweight title championship basically.
0: I reckon she will so we'll see what happens with Impact Wrestling as well. we we'll talk about that and arrivals. we'll talk about Joey Ryan. Yes Joey
1: Ryan has signed a new deal with Impact Wrestling and appeared at their Bound for Glory pay-per-view.
0: Yeah the news was confirmed by Ryan himself in a tweet and it made the most sense. Impact Wrestling has been the most consistent wrestling program on TV for the past two years. I get to keep all my indie dates and best of all they let me be me.
1: Well, the 39-year-old Los Angeles native worked for Impacts for a year in 2012, but with a few other talent in July of 2013. He found more success on the indie scenes years later, where, where now he's a staple on many shows. His viral video of a comedy spot where he uses his penis to overpower a wrestler landed him in several publications as well as a deal with an adult website.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, brilliant. We love Joey Ryan. So we're talking about it and uh, we have got a, we said we were in between birthdays so we're going to be a bit self-indulgent at the moment, I suppose.
2: It's all about us. <coughs> so,
0: Dan, I have got you a card and, and you got me a card as well, which I always appreciate. I, always I have appreciate got
1: that. you a card, so shall we open... Uh... Yeah. Our own cards, obviously. Well,
0: my, you've got a lovely little message on you. It's to my only in, to, to the only Lorcan to my Danny Birch.
1: Yes, that is uh, obviously a shout out to
0: one of our favourite tag teams who are useless without each other. Without, without that, and I'll put a really touching message on the front of yours Dan. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't know what to put. Right,
1: well, Avengers card. It's your, I very nearly got you this
0: card. Did you really give me that very card? I
1: nearly got you that card. It's, it's your birthday. Hope is epic. To Dan. Have a great
0: day. Love, James. Ah, oh, see ya. And I've got mine. Oh, Superman cards. <laughs> You're brave, fearless, strong and powerful. You know me so well, don't you? Ah, oh, and really, really cool. Ah, oh, to James. No,
1: read it properly. Oh, to
0: the funny, good-looking, intelligent one. All crossed out. And then to James. Love from Dan. Oh, a couple of kisses there. Oh, that's really nice, Superman. <coughs> Alright, so uh we'll talk about surprise. I wanna do your surprise first because uh actually no, I don't know, I don't mind. I don't mind. We've got Dan's choice actually today, uh to put on in background and to watch a little bit of well, it. Well
1: you asked me what my choice was <laughs> and I simply said three letters. Yeah. R, K, O. Yeah.
0: So uh we have got we've gone saying different, we've gone to my wrestling uh, DVD collection. And we found a a very good DVD that Dan's enjoying at the moment. What is the DVD, Dan? Go on, tell us all about it.
1: The DVD is Silvervision Presents Randy Orton, The Evolution of a Predator. And it is, um, what, seven hours of Randy Orton goodness.
0: Released in, uh, I think, 2011. It's all about Randy Orton. You've got a little documentary, and then, of course, you've got the matches as well.
1: Yeah, it's basically like a... um, what is it they do? Uh, Twenty-four, Like a 24 series or, a, you know, like a collection of just Randy Orton.
0: Randy Orton. Uh, another thing we do as well, well, sometimes we do. We've never done it on air and I want to do it today. Uh, it's with basically, I don't know how to explain this. It's W WWE Kids magazine. And what it is, is there's always free gifts. And we, we always try and open it and then try and get a gift as well. But... Obviously, Dan, I mean, it's your treat today. I mean, do you want to go through your goodie bag? No,
1: we'll do it as we normally go oh. through. That's, uh, I think that's the best way to do it. All uh, right, so I'll let you
0: open it up and give it the first uh, crack. So, of course, WWE Kids Halloween edition. Alexa Bliss on the front of the cover.
1: Obviously. Who else <laughs> would be on the front?
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, turn it round so we can't see what we're grabbing. It's placed in between us now. Right. Reach in. Delve about. Oh, what's this? Where long, you got? Uh, Long thing I've just pulled out. Oh, <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> It is a giant poster. Oh, my God. What? Randy
0: Orton poster. No, you're kidding me. What are the chances? Go on, get it out. Oh, God. Go on, pop it. I'm just pulling it back. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a big one. (gasps) Oh, my word. It's
1: it's got WWE kids on it, but it is a four-part poster. On one side, it is Randy Orton (laughs) in all his uh, gloriousness. And on the back side... Oh, Randy Orton. <laughs> Randy but it Orton. Is, uh, of the Smackdown roster. It's a four-part poster. I'm obviously going to laminate it. Yes, obviously. And stick it to my bedroom wall <laughs>
0: right at the head of my bed. <coughs> All right. I'll stick my hand in next. Oh, well, it's the smallest thing, but it's... Oh, my God. It's You know I love them. It's a badge. It's my yard badge. Roman Reigns. Well, you know what I'm doing with that straight away. I'll put that on my little... T-shirt there. Like. That on his breast. My God! Yeah, that. Oh, got my nipple. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> right,
1: are you finished there, James? Got my badge oh, collection.
0: Oh no! Just close your eyes. You got it. I have
1: got a Rey Mysterio wallet, armband, and wristband set. You were telling me you wanted that last week. I wanted a Rey Mysterio <laughs> wallet, armband, and wristband. <laughs> oh set.
0: my God!
1: And I've got it now. The master of the six-one-nine.
0: Right, right, okay. Let me see. Oh, there's only a couple of things left, but... Oh, oh, my God. Stickers. All right, Dan. There are four super, Eight superstars, even. Four men, four women. We're we'll going to play a little game. Bonus point on the line. If you can guess one of these wrestlers. Becky Lynch. No, she's not in it. Oh, <laughs> right. Panic me for a second there. Who no. is that? Okay, Seth Rollins yeah. is on there. Makes sense. Bailey. Yeah. Carmella. Carmella, Ember Moon, Ali, Lars Sullivan, Andrade, and Sin Ah,
2: huh.
0: so not a wide range. Do you want that for your sticker collection? Uh, I'm okay, thank you. You You're go. Okay. You had enough for stickers, right? We got anything left in there, Dan?
1: Let me let me have a delve about in your <laughs> in your bag. There is a WWE Slam Attack Universe card. It is a five-star powerhouse. Braun Strowman Whoa. it is a gold limited edition <laughs> Braun gold Strowman. limited
0: edition that is incredible I believe that well there you go that's the uh, that's the magazine and there was a magazine in there as well Yeah. yes and uh, the puzzles are quite easy
1: actually I can complete them <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: Which is good. Yeah. <laughs> well, that'd be a nice little spice Yeah. All right, so still on the air. Uh, so did you get me any food for my birthday then?
1: Oh, James, why do you always do this to oh, me? Oh, no. Oh,
0: you've done
1: it. What's that? Uh, well, I'm going to reach into my bag of tricks. And uh, <laughs> I know you're Scottish, so I've used a bit of Scottish
0: rapping paper. oh they call it in scotland rapping. oh wow two of them there is two wow god Almighty! i wish i'd got you something this year as well no i'm joking i'll get a little surprise in a minute all right let me open up the first one. Oh, i can see its head i can see its head oh that's a good one isn't it yeah bruce i got hulk is that what you saw when you yeah. looked and you're like Bruce Banner, man, from and the Avengers. He's
1: starting to change as well. He is. He's used to going Trying to change. I can't change.
0: I get. Yeah, I love pop vinyls. So if anybody's uh, listening to this and's got, you know, wants to send me any pops and by all means, and that's Bruce, but that's actually going to be part of the Avengers Infinity War collection as well. It's lucky because I got four one eight. See, Dan knows exactly what I'm about. I've still got one more, but I'm going to leave that.
1: Well, when in doubt, just get pop vinyls. Pop, yeah, that's yeah. literally. But you've got such a fast collection. It's now like. <laughs> Which one has he not got? <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is... I don't know, it's good. Right, okay, so... My way, it was... Thinking, I was like, what does Dan want for his... But What, what does, do
1: you give the man who has everything? Exactly,
0: what do you... And it's nothing I can really give you, but what we do is... I'm trying to give you an experience. Right? Oh, I'm just, not like last time, James. I'm still not walking <laughs> right from that. Look, right, so... We go, you know, we go to Raw... And SmackDown uh, every year. Look, of course, we're not going to get tickets this year as a kind of uh, protest. protest against WWE. But that means because so, the WWE ticket, you know, for all or you're looking at about hundred pound, hundred and fifty pounds, and about hundred pounds for SmackDown. Even that's just that's just one person. So you, you double that for you know down and stuff like this.
1: And that's not including the overpriced T-shirts, yep. the food we need to get, travelling up there.
0: It's very, very expensive. So the idea now for the Double Nile podcast is to try and look around and try and go to a few other different places to see what's going on. Now, luckily for us, uh, around the area here of Kent and everything like this, there's, there's kind of a few events. Uh, but, but, you know, this is the, the interesting thing we're trying to look at it. So I was looking online, and I saw an event for December 15th. So mark your diary on that one there. IPW Undisputed Free is on in Maidstone, so Maidstone's not that far away. So,
1: does it matter if I haven't seen IPW Undisputed One and
0: Two? Will I not be lost? <laughs> well, we might have to catch up a little bit on the IPW history. Uh, there's going to be, uh, a, a, you know, it's got of local talent. Like I said, local wrestling is kind of what you go for. Uh, but there is one man that is going to be there, and that man is a Randy Orton. Not Randy, Randy Orton. Orton. Yes. Better than Randy Orton. All
2: right. It is
0: Joey Ryan. You're (laughs) shitting me. We are going to see. Can I touch his penis? Well, Dan, this is what I was saying to you. I looked at tickets, right? So we have got VIP tickets. Very important penis. Which means we're front row. Meet and greet,
2: right,
0: and also free poster and gift for this event as well. Is the gift touching his penis? Well, I'm going to try to touch his penis.
1: (laughs) Is this something that we never thought we'd um, kind of divulge on the (laughs) podcast? But we want to touch Joe Ryan's penis.
0: Yeah, Ali, VIP, two VIP tickets, front row. For the IPW event in Maidstone, that, that we're gonna see, and of course meet and greet as well with all the talent. Uh, so we will be meeting Joey Ryan. So uh, for us, for, that's what we can do and experience. And place of it, I won't go into the detail, but it was a fraction. So we can do this, five, six. You know what I mean? Yeah, this yeah. is the best tickets, and it was still value for money for me you know i
1: don't know about you but the best experiences i've had going to watch wrestling have been when we used to go and watch rev pro when it used to be filmed uh done in Sittingbourne. absolutely great days we met colt cabana even though he's a dickhead we've met drew mcintyre we've met ricochet we've you know we've met the young bucks we've met so much talent there and you know it's it is a lot better experience smaller crowd Everyone seems into it. It is a lot more fun.
0: Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. And it'll be good to get there. And like you said, it's it's, it's it's getting there and going out. And we're going to start doing more and more things as well when it, when it comes to that. And uh, I think it's like, it's the first time I've been really excited for a wrestling event in a long time. And i trying to not tell you and keep it until now. You know what I mean? It's been difficult, but... I think it's going to be fun. great tickets for the uh, great you know seats and the experience is always going to be good. You you'll be able to absolutely like yeah. I said we'll hopefully be able to touch them.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fingers crossed! I like get yeah. to touch a man's penis. Yeah,
0: and we'll bring a full review. And like I said, anybody else that's gone to British wrestling or anything like this, or anybody that's gone to any independence, let us know. And especially if it's near the area, we try and get to. You know, I think with Joey Ryan, it's going to be a little bit more. Adult orientated because I think Joe Ryan is Joe Ryan. Everybody knows who the character is. Might get a few kids, but I still think we're going to be able to, uh, you know, bask in his glory, so to speak. So I think it should be uh, a fun time. And uh, I've got one present left as well. So I'll open that one up. (coughs) Let's see what it is. Why is it vibrating? This
1: (laughs) one wasn't easy to find.
0: Wasn't easy to find? Whoa. Whoa, man. It's Batman. Oh, no. Can I <laughs> Batman Forever? i <laughs> to no, get back I've got to get Batman Forever. I've got to get back tomorrow. Oh, my. It's my first black one. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a black one. <laughs> I've had a couple. 80 years. Uh, it's a
1: limited edition Batman 80-year celebration. Whoa,
0: um, That's probably the best pop that I've got. Yeah, I'm shaking with that because I always look at the condition as well don't I you know what I'm like
1: well I did say to you James I got you two boxes of miniature heroes
0: <laughs> you see what <laughs> I did there yeah these are here. oh my word and that is gonna that, that's my I love it awesome man that is, that's good that's good anyway it's not all about me anyway um so, yeah, Joe Ryan, Cutler couple of pops, DVD that you want. What's Randy Orton doing now? He's eating. Well, Randy Orton
1: is eating a banana in a very provocative <laughs> way. <laughs>
0: yeah, why is he doing that?
1: No, he's uh, res- gearing up for his match at WrestleMania 27. This is uh, it's good. It's like a Chronicles episode. You go back, you see his family life, you know, you see kind of what inspired it. You see a few clips from his uh, younger days when he was an amateur wrestler because he didn't want to be a wrestler. You know, uh, when he was younger, he was too skinny. He had like the tenth most acne. He had braces. You know, he he wasn't always the handsome, tight-ripped man you see before you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, so so what we do, I think, is fair enough. Is we'll w- early or later on, Randy? I mean, this is from 2011 to 2010. I'm sure there's going to be some choices. What Randy to match should we pick? A, should we pick a Randy to match to watch to finish us That's off here tonight? To watch.
1: I want Randy Orton to finish me off because it's nearly <laughs> my birthday.
0: <laughs> All right, so we've selected matches for Randy Orton on the Predator DVD. So let's read them out first, Dan.
1: We've got Randy Orton versus Slick Robbie D from OVW Christmas Chaos.
0: We've got Randy Orton's debut against Hulk and Holly on SmackDown twenty Ra- April. so a date.
1: Randy Orton versus Shawn Michaels at Unforgiven in 2003. Yeah,
0: it can help title match. Randy Orton versus Rob Van Dam on Armageddon 2003.
1: Handicap Tag Team Match: Randy Orton, Nature Boy Ric Flair, and Batista versus The Rock and Foley. Mick Foley.
0: No holds barred, full crowd, anywhere match for the Intercontinental Title: Randy Orton versus Mick Foley. Intercontinental Championship Match: Randy Orton versus and the Handicap Casket Match: Randy Orton and Cowboy Bob Orton versus Undertaker.
1: Well, personally, I would I'd like to see the match that Mick Foley voted as his best match.
0: So we are going to go 18th of April. 2004, it's Backlash, and it's one of my favourite matches as well, actually, I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to be a pleasure to watch us to celebrate both of our birthdays, and of course we've got a huge, uh, we'll do this actually, we'll do a schedule quickly, because we're going to talk about it, we've got a huge month coming up in November. Yes, on November the 10th, we've got the NXT update, and when does that start, James? Next week! Indeed. Um, on November November 17th, we're going to have AEW Full Gear, we're actually going to have to watch the event, plus Survivor Series 1999, we'll have a look at that as well. On the 23rd and 24th,
1: we've got the live shows for Survivor Series and War Games.
0: Yeah, so we are really looking forward to coming live, and then we'll release NXT TakeOver on the 30th of November, and of course in December, we're going to bring you the year-end awards, as we always do, and of course our Christmas special as well and in the new year we'll let you know about all our plans and of course the next episode NXT update but right now it's going to be Randy Orton who's come out here with a barbed wire wrapped around a two by four and a trash can gonna go against Mick Foley and this feud started for Randy Orton nearly a year previously as well I think it's one of the best build-ups to a match and we saw all throughout Randy Orton, you know, even at the Royal Rumble, Mick Foley returning after being kicked down the stairs at Madison Square Garden and walking away from Orton. But the hardcore legend is going to be back in this one. And there's no doubt Mick Foley got in great shape for this match as well. As he comes in with a baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire. You're going to put on your Rey Mysterio thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your wrist, yeah. Oh, my word. An that's an armband. It doesn't fit around your wrist, does it? Oh, yeah, that's quite cool, actually. You're going to put the wrist one on as well. Randy Orton dropped toe-holding Cactus Jack, who was chasing with a baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire. Now Orton's got it. That's going to cut off circulation to your arm, isn't it?
2: (laughs) 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 That
1: one is. Put it
0: around my head. (laughs) Oh, this wallet. Oh, a little wallet. What's it smell of?
1: It smells of chimichangas. (laughs) Chimichangas? No. And this match has started off hardcore already. Randy Orton... ...repeatedly ramming the trash can into Mick Foley's head... ...and Foley not even getting his hands up to block it.
0: <clears throat> and now Cactus with the trash can... ...taking Orton out... ...and I don't know if he's busted wide open. So is he uh, Mick Foley or Cactus Jack? Well, I think it's Mick Foley... ...but he looks like Cactus... ...and he's fighting like Cactus.
1: He does look an awful lot like Cactus Jack.
0: And know he's choking out on the Orton.
1: <laughs> Foley with an Irish whip... ...kicked to the midsection... A running knee lift. Dropping a cactus leg drop across the head of Orton into the cover. Oh no, Orton managing to kick out. Uh-huh. And Randy hasn't even taken his t shirt off to expose his tight ripped body. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: like episode three. a uh, cactus now. Just choking out Randy Orton.
1: I'd like to shout out a big happy birthday to my main man Andrade Cien Almas. And who's the other one? Uh
0: Grand Metallic. And Grand Metallic? Plus, both our teams play tomorrow, so let's hope them well as well. Yes. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Jizz. A net breaker by Cactus on Orton on the outside. Now, Cactus going up to the second turnbuckle. Orton crawling his way out the uh, entrance way to escape
1: the uh, inbound Cactus. He's not managed to escape far enough, though, because uh, Foley's behind, grabbing Orton by the nose. But Orton was playing a bit of possum oh. and a backdrop on the ramp. Hello, Possums!
0: Well, Cactus cracked his head. And Orton hopes that's it. Go for the cover. No, only a two count. Two.
1: <coughs> Orton with a backslide into a pin attempt, trying to catch Cactus
0: out. But now Foley managing to kick out. Ah. Uh, both men playing dangerous game at the moment. And Orton going down low. And smashes his Mick Foley's head off the steel ramp. Do you like the pop out? Ah. Uh, mm-hmm. And Orton now with uppercuts.
1: Upper what? You can see the... Uh... Barbed wire wrapped 2 before just hanging on the side of the ring apron.
0: Orton slowly got into this match.
1: Uh, He's looking for the uh, very tightly wrapped baseball bat with 2 before as he tries putting it in Foley's face, who manages to block it for now at least. It's a test of strength, but Foley wins it with a low blow. A cactus clothesline turns Orton inside out as he reaches in for uh, Mr. Socco. It looks quite a clean one.
0: Yeah, it's not too bad. I mean, if he's going to put a white thing out of his trousers, let's hope it's Socko. Or Cocco, <clears throat> Rocco. Well, kind and Cactus are going to argue with each other.
1: Yeah, I think dude loves getting in on the action as well.
0: He just wants peace between the two.
1: Well, do the fans want do the fans want Socko or do the fans want Batto?
0: Well, they want Batto. Oh!
1: And he gives it to
0: Orton straight across the face. And Orton is bleeding like a stuck pig. <laughs> That's not enough for Foley though He drops it again onto the head of Orton and a huge right hand by Cactus Just to the right hands And Orton's just struggling to stay in this match He's out on his feet well, He's using Foley to stay on his feet And all the personal hatred These two men and Foley now Giving it to Orton Bang bang I was charging in with a huge knee to the jaw of Orton Now Cactus picks up the baseball bat again well, He's going to try and swing for a home run this time Oh, and he's disfiguring the face of Randy Orton. Orton trying to crawl out of there. Look at the fear and terror in his eyes as Cactus just cuts away with a baseball bat. There we go. That's better,
1: Cactus. As he rips the shirt off of Randy Orton. Throw the pants next. (laughs) What, James? (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) Ouch. Cactus places the uh, barbed wire two by four between the legs of Orton and just drops the leg
0: on top of it. Well, what's worse? Baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire. Two baseball bats wrapped in barbed wire. Oh my god. Oh dear. He's got the gasolina. Well, it's getting hot in here. It looks like cactus. What's worse? The baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire. Flaming
1: baseball bat wrapped in barbed
0: wire. Flaming. Oh, Joe, I'll begging for someone to stop it and wait a minute. Well, Bishop's come out. What's the general manager said, Dan? Really he said not only will you lose this match if you like that uh,
1: barbed bar- bar- wire baseball bat that's covered in petrol, the Fire Marshals will shut this match down and all these 15,000 fans will be sent home and not
0: be able to watch the rest of the show. Oh, and Cactus decides to throw it out. It's not worth it. Rather beat on Orton a little bit more. What else has uh, Cactus
1: got in his bag of tricks? A baking tray. <laughs> Straight to the head. <laughs> And Orton just folds himself up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is going through that crazy man? Oh, my word.
0: Holy shit. Well, uh, it's a board, six-foot board of barbed wire. I'm sure Bischoff doesn't come out again. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. He
1: said he couldn't set the uh, the baseball bat covered in barbed wire alight. He didn't say anything about a board covered in barbed wire alight.
0: Well, this will be the end of Randy Orton. And Orton now getting backed off slowly and slower to the board. One last big move. Put him there. Oh, what well, a handful of uh, dust and a
1: scoop <laughs> slam onto the board. He was blinded and then thrown onto it.
0: Oh, my God. That's sick. Look at Randy Orton. He's smirking. No,
1: James. hasn't got his cigarette in his gob. He's got a smile on his face because he's just got one up on Cactus Jack. And he only got two down when he went for the cover. Two... But he's clubbing away at the back of him now.
0: Now, Adyaut now is going to take advantage of that barbed wire board. And Cactus, you can see he's beating from the arms. He's going to be in trouble with the Irish whip. Orton looking for it, but Cactus holding on. Second
1: time lucky. Nope. Third time. Oh! Cactus reversed it, but Orton reversed his reverse. sent Mick Foley into it and then drop kicked him in adding insult
0: to injury. And you can see just ripping at the shirt. And the flesh of Cactus Jack. And Orton again. Oh. Drops the board onto him. Well, Randy Orton's lost a lot of blood. And this will give him time to recover maybe a little bit. What's Orton looking for? Oh, that's not a bag of thumbtacks, is it? Oh, what's he got in there? Is he going to hit Cactus with it? <clears throat> right. Hundreds and thousands of thumbtacks. Get the bag off. And Orton looks at RKO Foley and finish this match. Head first into the tacks. It's got to be one of my favourite bumps of all time, actually. Orton's face is priceless as well. And he's going to send Cactus through. He's got him in position, bouncing the ropes. Oh! oh! <laughs> oh. <laughs> and Orton lands on a thumbtack. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Orton is <laughs> shaking as he glistens with thumbtacks. A roll up from Foley. No, but Orton managing to kick out. Uh, oh, my God. Fair play round. Orton being put for that punishment. And how's he going to get out of the ring? He can't lose back. And all in his hand. God. And Orton's getting the hell out of here. I think it's fair enough. All in his elbow. Jesus. And Orton running away. And going to the back of cactus. Probably getting all those thumbtacks taken out.
1: Yeah, there's someone back there with a claw hammer. <laughs> <coughs> What's going on? Can we get a cameraman backstage, please? Oh, they're
0: coming back. And yeah. Orton now been thrown off. Oh! And mm. Mick Foley just killed Randy Orton, threw at least 15 feet off that stage. And I've heard at
1: least 25 feet. <laughs> and I've heard that many people say Randy Orton doesn't take any risks.
0: Fucking idiot would say that when you look at what Randy Orton. He's taken, this taken
1: match. more risks in this one match than most people have in their entire career. That's crazy!
0: What a match it is as well.
1: Absolutely brilliant. Brutal, sick match.
0: Well, trainers. Referees. EMTs.
1: All down, checking on Randy Orton. No one cares about Cactus Jack.
0: This doesn't look good. (laughs) The way he exploded into the crate. I don't think Foley's finished. I think Cactus wins with decision. Randy Orton can't carry on, that's fair enough.
1: Well, Randy Orton hasn't said he can't carry on. I think he's just realised that. And Cactus just taken out the referees. And now he's jumping off the stage. Oh, Drops the elbow on to Orton.
0: <laughs> Orton's taking too much punishment. Cactus will sacrifice himself to hurt the other opponent. And just blood smearing where they landed. And now Cactus into the cover to... No! Even after all that punishment, Orton managed... Ah. Uh, fans jump Foley as he struggled to pick up Orton. Orton's dead weight. Well. I don't know how he's still in this match. Oh my God, I get thrown back in the ring now. Covered in thumbtacks, bar-bar everywhere. I don't think Orton wants to go anywhere near them thumbtacks anymore. He was the one that
1: introduced them, and I think he realised that was a very bad idea. Look for the double arm DDT. And that's it, it's over. And oh, no. Still can't keep the Viper down. Orton managing to get the shoulder up at two.
0: Two. Well, that's the move that beat Stone Cold Steve Austin for the WWF title, one point. Well, that means Randy Orton's better than Stone Cold then, surely. Don't call me Shirley, but I guess you're right. Now Cactus getting stuck to the barbed wire board. Orton with the baseball bat, two by four. And the barbed wire bat used by Orton. Cactus couldn't see it, now he's busted open. Orton goes to the midsection. Follows up with a shot across the back.
1: Cactus Jack trying to get Socko on his hand. Oh, he's got the mandible claw locked in.
0: And Orton could be going to sleep soon. And he not got the title out of his grasp. And Cactus... Got right here he wants. Morton's desperate. And a huge uppercut. Oh, and a low blow to follow up with. A well, cactus bloody mess. So's Randy Orton. Well, the mandible claws locked in for a second time.
1: Oh, but Orton managed to hit an RKO from the mandible claw out of
0: nowhere. Now Orton in for the cover. One, two. No, just a two count. Two. The first ever man <laughs> to kick out of an RKO. Ah, he is indeed. Oh, my God. RKO onto
1: the barbed wire-covered baseball bat. And Foley has no choice but to stay down, and Orton gets the victory.
0: Wow. And what an incredible match that was between the two. Dan, what are your thoughts?
1: Absolutely brilliant. You know, uh, you can't help but just, you know, the thing that sticks out to me is Orton's face as he goes back first Good. into them thumbtacks. It is, yeah, it's a crazy match. And... You know, you can kind of see why they don't do matches like this anymore.
0: Yeah. Well, I think we're out of town, but I think the thing is, is that people have a go at hardcore wrestling, and the thing is about it, is that if there's a story told to it, that it makes sense. All the spots in there were high impact, and were incredible to watch, and it's still enjoyable, what, 15 years ago now. So that is definitely saying as Randy Orton, part of a group, got the job done by himself. It's nothing it's else. At the time Randy Orton's career, he needed this victory.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Especially over someone like uh, Mick Foley yeah. as well.
0: And Mick Foley was good enough to, to put him over to the best extent. And Randy Orton is still your only champion there. Uh, so that's it. It's been quite a good episode. I quite enjoyed it today. It's been different. <laughs> it has been a
1: very enjoyable episode. <laughs> yeah, catching up on uh, all the past few weeks' antics, the uh, the present exchanges, the the Randy Orton side of things as well. Yeah, it's been... Very, very enjoyable. Yeah,
0: and it's going to get even better because next week we'll bring you NXT Update, of course, NXT UK and NXT, along with uh, AEW will have the final, the tag team tournaments, plus the latest episode as we head towards full gear and, of course, NXT TakeOver uh, at the end of November as well. So... That is it for now. Don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at WWE Network Review or at Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at JLScoreRolands. Of across all the Google platforms, send us an email at WNR Podcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram the WNR Podcast or on Facebook. Yes, Facebook,
1: you can come and find our page and give us a like with a WWE Network Review Podcast. That's going to change soon. Or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan.
0: Subscribe to our YouTube channel the WNR Podcast there where we've got latest clips and podcasts go up at the same time on YouTube. There are other places like SoundCloud on your phone. We're gonna have <laughs> we're gonna have live shows, Freaker Radio coming, uh, and of course Stitcher Radio and iTunes. We can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. But that is it. Um, that is it. Yeah, we had I had a good birthday. You have a good birthday as well, Dan. I will have know. a good birthday. Should be fine. And then uh, we we'll talk about what we got up to and all the shenanigans and stuff next week. But until then yeah I'll be J-Fone so always always joined by damn right have I done that already I don't care bye everybody bye